Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm supposed to take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value came giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to haters. Now they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. Our guest today, Roland Martin, American journalist, and uh, he's got a show called Roland Martin Unfiltered, yep. and he's known to be the sweetest guy you'll ever meet, <laughs> specifically on YouTube, interviews, just very gentle, kind. My mom says that. Have you always been this sweet? Of course. Always. My mom says that. My dad says it. <laughs> Is it just two until, people? Until How many I, more? Until I get pissed off. <laughs> until I get pissed off. Until folks lie to me on the air, yeah. then the other side comes out. So, Roland, let me ask you, how long, how long have you been like this? Like, at what at what point were you the kid that argued every point? Were you like, uh, Linda, 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 you don't understand. Listen, were you, listen, listen. Like, were you that person oh, from yeah. day one? Okay. Because it was always a pursuit of truth. Um, and so, I mean, I remember being in the, well, it was a couple of things. I was probably in the third grade. Yeah. Third or fourth grade. I remember I had a, at an elementary school, it was, it was kindergarten teacher who, uh, these, these girls said, I said something to them that I never said. So they go to him and they complain. And so we had this huge, it was a Vanguard magnet program. It's with this huge basketball game. So it was like the Vanguard program versus the regular school. It was like the biggest game of the year. And the guy was like, oh, he said, well, I'm believing them, so you have to apologize or you're not going to play in the game. I guess I ain't playing the game. So I literally sat there. And mind you, this is like the biggest game of the year. This is like a major deal. So my brother's he's in the Vanguard program, and I'm, like, I'm dressed and everything. So I sat there for three periods. Yeah. I didn't move. I'm like, dude, I didn't how, say it. How old are you? How old are you at this I, time? I was in the, uh, that was either third or fourth grade. Probably it was, it was probably, it was fourth grade. And I was like, I'm not Eight, moving. nine years old. I was like, I'm not moving. Wow. I mean, I, mean, I didn't say <laughs> it. So yeah. my whole deal is, you know, some people be like, dude, just just say I'm sorry who you can play in the game. No, I didn't say it. So therefore, I'm not going to sit here right. and apologize. Now, when I was in uh, 12th grade government class, it was a trip with uh, Miss Joseph. <clears throat> She's teaching and she says, um, um, a president can't serve more than eight years. I said, it's not true. And she's like, uh, what do you mean? I said, that's simply not true. I said, we have empirical data that shows that. You can actually, I said, uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson took over as president on November 22nd, 1963. He announced, uh, he of course ran in 64. He chose not to run in 68. I said, it's very clear. You could serve more than eight years. And so we argue back. I said, I'm sorry. You, you, I said, I know you think that you, you, you are right. I said, but it's right here. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, and so we had a test, and I wouldn't. And so I wrote it on the t on the test, and then she marked it wrong. I'm like, yeah. like you're wrong. And so then we had this follow up exam. We had a follow up quiz, and I think I probably had like an average of like a hundred and two in this class uh, for extra credit and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I said, I'm just gonna mark zero on my quiz. <laughs> I said in protest, and what? It's gonna drop my grade down to 101.5. And man, she was like, she was livid. And I said, look, I get it. You don't want to be wrong. But the facts are clear. JFK assassinated November 22nd. LBJ becomes president. He runs in 64. He declines in 68. I said, do the math. That's more than eight yeah. years. Mm -hmm. And so she was like <laughs> upset. And so that that's the thing for me. My whole deal is that's why I hate when I even when I was on CNN, I hate it when they would say people someone would say something and I'm like, 
they lying. <laughs> and, and they would stand there and they yeah. would just, you know. Roland, when, when's the last time? What, what was the last year you were wrong? Was it 80s? Was it 90s? If, it, if, if it's happened. No, no, I'm if, just curious. Man, it's been a long time. <laughs> Come on, man. No, because, I mean, I mean. Roll I, it. No, no, I'm seriously. I'm, I'm talking about I am, and if I if I say something, I said something that was incorrect on uh, on the air the other day, in the middle of the debate. We came in from the break. I said, let me correct uh, information I gave you. It's like, boom. Because. Okay. Here's the philosophy. Here's the philosophy. If you're driving down the street or if you're watching yeah. and somebody says something and no one says anything, yeah. Yeah. you go, that must be correct. No one says anything. So what happens is, especially in cable news or even on broadcast news, they will sit there and they will just let people say stuff yeah. and just slide. And I'm sitting there going, so we just going to sit here and just let that lie just stand? Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of like, okay, now we have time. No, that was a lie. And then what they'll do is, then I hate this, well, we'll come back and fact check the next day. No, no, no. You fact check in the moment. But the problem is most of these people who are television anchors, they are not smart, they're not well read, and they, have, they rely on a producer to have to fact check them, provide them facts, whereas for me, no. We're going to fact check in real time, like right right now. You say something, yeah. and my whole deal is you're talking. I'm sitting there on my iPad. I remember Sir Michael Singleton was we, we working with the um, Ben Carson campaign. He goes, no, Roland, Ben Carson has an HBCU plan. I'm like, no, he doesn't. He's like, I guarantee you. I'm like, you know what, Sir Michael? Why, why don't you make your point, and I'm going to sit over here and go to his website. So go ahead and finish your point. So he's talking, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, are you done? Um, and I had this phrase, Shelly was my director. I would go, and so anytime my audience knew when I say, Shelly, go to my iPad, somebody's about, I'm about to get in somebody's ass. It's about to happen right now. And I went, Shelly, go to my iPad. Sure, Michael, this is his website. This is the search box, HBCU. Click. Do you see any, like, it's on the screen. Yeah. And he's sitting there, it's like, Oh God! <laughs> and I'm just and I'm killing them, and I'm like, dude, you. I said, and we we went to the break. I said, Shermichael, never ever go on the air and be emphatic with something if you had not checked before you said it. And to this day, he's gotten other tell. He thanks me because I put him on TV first. He said, "You taught me a valuable lesson." He said, "You handed my ass to him." I said, "Cause you didn't." fact check before it came out of your mouth. Yeah. I mean, listen, you, you see that happen on a lot. And, you know, I, I, I'd love to see a system where during elections. So we did this one debate one time where we had this guy who was pro. Uh, 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 she was uh, from uh, normal. She was a director of normal to legalize marijuana. The Got other it. guy was a Navy intelligence guy, captain. And they Got came it. and we were doing this uh, uh, sit down five, six years ago. And the way we did it, which was fascinating is uh, every time a person gave a fact or a statement with right. data, the bottom would say, eh, and then it would show red or it would say green. Yes, this is exactly what there it is. There you go. I would love a format that both candidates, Republican, Democrat, every time they say something, a fact check, we should have the technology for I, people I, to be I, able to do that but today. Here's the deal, though, but you don't have to actually wait for them to say yes or no to that. 
Now, because you have these debate, you rules. just do it. No, you just do it. Yeah. And 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 so, so why do you think so, CNN, NBC, so, Fox? Why do you think these well, guys because, don't do it? Well, because it's an inside game. It's an inside game. What do you mean That's by what, that? It, well, the game is you like you like. Of uh, the invitation, you want to invite them back, so you want to make them happy, and so you don't want to tick them off, and so the show's like, oh no, so we, we're so we're going to go soft, if you will, as opposed to you know both go, sides do that, go hard, yeah. right? So you, you take so yeah. September this is 20, September twenty one. I'm on ABC News this week, and Chris Christie gave his big speech at the Reagan Library. You know, we need to move on from Trump, whatever. So we're sitting there, and so and again, I'm just a guest, yeah. Right? I'm not a contributor. The other three people are contributors. George Stephanopoulos is sitting right there. And so I'm like, during the break, they said, oh, we're going to talk about Chris Christie's speech. And I uh, forgot the sister. She asked, uh, she said, you sure we're going to talk about that? To George. And she he goes, yeah. Now, I'm, I'm not saying anything. Inside, I'm like, oh, hell yes. <laughs> bring this speech up. Please bring this speech up. So it comes up. And so George talks. And Chris is talking. And he's, you know, taking his very high and mighty stance and I'm and I'm sitting there and if like you go back and watch it I'm waiting because see this is what I, I, I teach people you can't be too eager to jump in so you, you have to let it come to you so he talks and they're talking back and forth and then she talks and then she talks and then George gets to me and I make my and I turn to Chris Christie and I say you have to accept the responsibility you played in creating that man and I and I just went right at him. And he's like, you know, I ran against him in 2016, but you debate prepped him in 2020 and you support. He was I'm talking about he turns red. Roland, to, be, to be fair. I mean, to be fair, like this is like uh, uh, the one thing about politics. It's you saw Kamala calling out Biden yes. immediately. And then, boom, she's the VP. Yes. George the, George H.W. Yeah. Bush called Reagan's economic policies voodoo economics. And then, yeah. boom. Right. Yes. But, but, but again, though, but you accept the fact that you did it. So remember, remember, he, she Which called. Which is totally fine. Right. She, yeah. she, no, she called him out. She called yeah. him out and later became VP. My, pro, my problem with Christie right. was you're giving this huge speech like he was this problem of the problem, and yeah. I'm sitting there going, "Yes, but you created the monster." So it's it's sort of like you can't complain about the monster when you create when you help create the monster yeah. when there was an option to say, "I have convictions, morals, principles, and values. I simply cannot stand with a known liar." Right. And what I said is, you chose politics and power over principles and patriotism happens on both sides right all no, no, no. the time yeah. I, yeah. I never said it doesn't yeah. Yeah. the point is you have to be willing to actually Press say up. it so when somebody so if you say okay i was very much against this here yeah. now yeah. i'm for it okay but and then if it blows up don't try then don't try to come back and go well i mean i knew this thing was gonna blow up no 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 yeah. no no you just stand on principle and i think that's 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 a huge problem today when we look at not just politics, but also business, when we have people, and I'm going back to the, the whole point about when I was in the kindergarten, if you have to be willing to stand on truth, knowing it's going to cost you. And when you, when you can accept that, to me, this is just me, yeah. I'm going to sleep a lot better because I'm simply not going to just go along to get along if I actually have conviction that this person is not it i don't care what they do and what they promise i can't stand with you right 
Not going to happen. So, so okay, so so that's good that you're saying that because I, I like stats. I like data, okay, to go through some data. And we'll cover some of that because I truly want to get your opinion. My ideal situation would be to have a panel of, uh, of folks from both sides to debate and have a conversation together civilly. I think that's the way where the audience wins, uh, where you're able to say, here's what I believe. The other person says what I believe. And then there is the facts. Meaning, see, I, got, I got new twists for there's you. There's a not both sides. What do you mean both? How about you have a debate? See again, though. See this is this is whether this is, I, again I lived it. See when it's both sides. Because t- when I say I lived it, they would speak the truth in the green room, but when they go on the air, what happens is their side, their tribes are watching, so they defend the tribe versus the issue. So here's what I used to, I told CNN. Why don't we have some debates where you actually have two Republicans who disagree on the issue? That way you take party out. Hmm. Now becomes the issue. The problem today in most debates, we're not debating the issue. We're debating the sides. When you debate the issue, it's not you're Democrat, you're Republican, you're left, you're right, you're blue, you're red. No, no, no. What's the issue? And so when people have said to me, they're like, and I, I've never self-identified as a Democrat or Republican. I refuse. Have I voted for Republicans and Democrats? Yes. Because I look at what's this issue? I'm a huge school choice person. Yeah. Oh, I've had some Democrats who have, who, and I'm like, y'all want to swing? Let's swing. And the Republicans are going, well, man, you stand with us on this issue. I'm like, no, I don't stand with you in terms of the party on the issue. I stand with the issue. But generally. That's the problem yeah, we have today. But, but we gen- don't discuss the issue. Well, who do you think is more united? Do you think Democrats are more united with each other? They may disagree behind closed doors, but they're united with each other. Or you think Republicans are more united Republicans. with each other? Because Republicans, here's why. The Democratic tent is actually a big tent. Like you literally have conservative Democrats, yeah. moderate Democrats. Yeah. You got progressive. Then you got far you got far left uh, uh, Democrats. Yeah. You look at... Con- Ain't that many moderate Republicans, to be truth. I'm talking about they're basically non-existent in Congress. So you're either right or far right. So the Republicans, it's a lot easier when they're debating issues because you 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 cannot be a liberal, liberal Republican. Uh, Senator um, uh, Edward Brooke, the first African-American elected since Reconstruction to the United States Senate, okay, was a liberal Republican from Massachusetts, okay? There is no way. Today, he could ever be elected. Not going to happen. In fact, if you actually look at, hell, Ronald Reagan on a lot of stuff, on amnesty, and it'd be a little hard for Reagan. So Republicans are a lot easier because from an ideological standpoint, it's pretty much right, far right. That's why in the Democratic caucus, when you look at when these issues come up, it's a lot harder to bring them together. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply to get the 218 yeah. because you got these different, you got 20 over here, you got 10 over here, you got, and so it's, it's a lot harder. So I, it absolutely is Republicans. Okay, so uh, uh, let's let's do issues. How about let's just go on issues with yep. uh, with, uh, with today. 
What issues do you see Republicans presenting that you agree with? Uh, to specific specific issue is to African Americans. That's the main topic I want to hear. What Got issues it. do you see where Republicans come up with to say, you know what, I actually like that idea? And what do you see the left coming up, Democrats coming up with that you like? More, more Republicans are willing to support the idea of school choice than Democrats because your teachers unions are largely opposed to the expansion of school choice and they are a significant donor to the democratic party. The problem I have when I'm, when I'm standing with Republicans, I then go, but why, what's your motivation? In many cases it's to destroy the unions. It ain't about the kids. So I've stood in front of folks and I said, okay, same thing with the expansion of voucher programs. I will, I go, okay, do you, who do y'all care about? Do you care about the expansion of voucher programs to truly help the kids who need it, who are in the worst schools, or are you actually trying to help largely white suburban parents get extra money to afford to go to private schools? Hmm. And I've stood at conferences and said that in the people in the room like, damn, did this the keynote? I'm like, yes, because for me, it's for those kids who are actually in the worst schools. So even though we will agree on that policy, like I had a woman who called me from Texas, and she calls Dr. Steve Perry. So he's like, I'm not from Texas, but my boy Roland is, born and raised in Texas. And so we get on the phone, and so she's like, you know, we're trying to mobilize uh, black and Hispanic parents you know, around uh, expansion of the vouchers yeah. program. And so she's talking, and Steve had to give me her name, and so she's just talking, talking, talking. And I'm like, you're going to lose. She's like, what do you mean? I said, let me ask you a question. You, you care about black and Hispanic kids on the issue? She's like, absolutely. I say, why is your board all white? I say, in fact, let me ask you this question. Can you tell me the top 10 highest performing black and Hispanic-led charter schools in San Antonio, Houston, Dallas? Take your pick. She got quiet. I said, but you're calling me because you want to mobilize Hispanic and black parents on this issue to get this to get uh, this uh, voucher pro- program passed, and you don't even know who the black and Latino top charter schools are. So how can you? T- I said so. You want their voices, but you don't even know them. And she just froze. And again, I, fr- I-, I froze her because again, you're proving to me that you're not, you're not legit on this. Now, if you go if you go on the Democratic side. Uh, where where do I stand uh, with Democrats? Absolutely, when it comes to the issue of, v- of voter protection uh, and voting in this country, um, it is it is the Republican playbook. Voter suppression is, is no doubt the closing of polling locations, uh, making it difficult. I mean, they've literally said it publicly that I mean, the Speaker of the House in Georgia said if we expand ballot drop boxes and allow folks to vote. Um, uh, absentee without an excuse, we will lose. Now, my whole deal is, how can you walk around with troops and go, oh, democracy, and they're fighting for our values, and it's the right to vote? No. Every politician should want everybody to vote. And you don't, you don't create obstacles. That is the biggest I, one where I stand against Republicans. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know about that. But, you know, what, what I would say— You can break it down to issues. You know, but what I would say with that, too, is, to, you know, somebody can come back and say, well, Roland, how about the fact that— you know, Democrats don't care about the border because the more people come from the border, they tend to t- uh, vote more for Democrats. So it's better for them to not talk about the border. Well, first of all, that, that assumes that somebody who's crossing the border 
uh, is a registered voter when they're not. Because here's the deal. But but the Democrats want them to be able to vote and to say they also have a voice. Should yeah. they be able to vote? But the reality is, see, now what you've done is you've now flipped it to another issue, which is the border. What I'm talking about is what is undeniable when it comes to the— No, I didn't flip the, it. No, I didn't flip it. No, yeah. no, no, because, no, no. Because no, it's not, it's not nothing to do with the, vote, no, but the border. I didn't flip it. I didn't flip it. You, I asked the question from you, what policies on the right do you agree with, what policies on the left? Right. Then I then you brought up voting to say right. that the Republicans in Georgia want to do this. Then I brought up the fact that I didn't bring up border. I'm bringing border to say that those people who come across the border, many times they're going to vote left and they're going to vote right. But, see that, but that's actually a wrong assumption because I'm from Texas and we see what actually happens is what you have is if you're talking about coming. You're, you're right, saying people that come across the border vote Republican? What I'm telling you is when you look at who is who, who is coming across the border, that's first. I, I run an insurance company with 40,000 agents, 54% Hispanic. I gotcha. lived in L.A. 24 years. And here's the question. No, 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 no. But you said but you said you live in L.A. Here's the fundamental problem that people refuse to recognize when you talk about Hispanic slash Latinos in America. What percentage it's, Hispanic vote Republican? No, no, no. First of all, follow me here. Follow me here. I know exactly no, where no, you're going to go. You're, you're, the no, Texas no, side. No, no, no. It's not just the Texas side. Okay. The problem that we have in the country when we break down Hispanic slash Latinos, and the reason I'm saying Hispanic slash Latinos is because around the country you can't group everybody in the same category. What you have is you might have a different different uh, philosophy if you're talking about Venezuelan, Cuban, in Florida compared to somebody who is Chicano. Florida is so, true. Yes, no, no, you're no, right. No, no, I no, agree no, on hold Florida. Up, hold up. Compared yeah. to Mexican-Americans in Texas, compared to Los Angeles. And so what you also have is a much different uh, uh, focus. All we, you have we, to we, do is just look up and see what percentage of Hispanic vote Democrat. Oh, no, no. So you got, can you pull it up? No, no, no. And what I'm saying is about, it's about 65, 35, yeah, 64 to 65%. Or, or some places 65 40, so there you go. Or, but here's the deal, though. If you're Republicans, you like that 35. What you don't have for African Americans in the case, like black women who hate the Republican Party, the top two constituencies for African Americans, Democratic Party, are black women and black men. So you ha- So if you if you're running, you, it's 35, 40 percent is a damn good number. Oh, stop it, Roland. This is this this. It's you, not. You're getting 65 percent or vote 64 percent right there. Yes. And so what are you what? talking about? And if and if and if you are and if you are a Republican or the Republican Party, yeah. you also have to ask yourself what have you done to reach a community to get them to vote for Ooh, you? Hispanics. Yes. They they're increasing on the Republican hold on, hold side. Hold on. You just said increasing. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Why is it increasing? Why is it increasing? I'm asking you. Because the policies are helping them out. No, it's increasing also because you have a party that actually is not taking a more proactive focus in targeting that group. If you never communicate with me or never reach out to me, guess what? I'm going to go with who normally does. And so that's the smart strategy, which is what I've actually said to Republicans for the longest. If you never talk to black people and they never see you, guess what? They ain't gonna never vote for you. By the way, I don't disagree with that. I, I think if you want someone's vote, you got to go talk to them. You got to shake what, their hands. And, and what they've done I, is, in the last ten years, yeah. especially in the last in the last eight years, they've actually made a much much more concerted effort to target Hispanics do, 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 in the United States. Do you think Democrats care about blacks more than uh, Republicans do? Oh, absolutely. Really? I can't. Let me tell you. Define define care. I, for, here's the, fir- here's the yeah, first thing. Define care. I have to first be willing to even talk to you. Republicans, by and large, they want to avoid black people. A group of black Republicans in Illinois had a meeting with the state Republican Party. Yeah. And they, they laid out, hey, there are ways that we as a party can reach out to African Americans in Illinois, in Chicago. They finished their presentation. This is the first statement that's made. 
Guys, look, we're not going to support welfare. Black Republicans win. Um, who the hell brought up welfare? It wasn't even our proposal. The black Republicans were insulted at this group of white Republicans automatically went to welfare and they said, we didn't bring up welfare. Why is that the one thing you brought up? What, and what, so what community are you talking about? What, where was this at? It's Illinois. Okay. And so what I'm saying okay. is. Which, what, by the, what, and you're saying Illinois Democrats have done good for blacks in Illinois? No, no that's, not what, that's not what your question was. The Wait. question was this here. In terms of who is sp- reaching out to them. Right. I wanted, when, when Mitch McConnell's book came out. Right. I'm on the Tom Jonah Morning Show. This is the largest black morning show in the country before he retired. And we're sitting here, and so I get a call when I book him. Okay, no problem. Then all of a sudden, uh, yeah, uh, um, yeah, 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 Mitch, Mitch is not going to come on the show. Okay, he's discussing his book. Why not? This is the largest show targeting African Americans. I can tell you, I've had open invitations to Republicans come on the show. When Alan West was in Congress, I told him about it. Alan was like, are you serious? Alan tells his press secretary. Alan would show up. Uh, he, no, he, no, he was on the show. Well, not not always, because um, I called him on live on air one day. Uh, he hung up. I, but, I don't know if you're respectful to him or not. I can no, tell no, you, no, Alan no, would no, show no. up anywhere. No, 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 Alan. Well, yeah. right. Well, not always. But uh, no, Alan we was yeah. respectful. He's a gamer. But, He's not afraid. Right, but not always. Uh, you're but, so funny. They're trying to tell you. <laughs> you're not so always. funny. You're, yeah, he may have a schedule. You're right. Not always. No, no. When I called him live on the air, so so Alan's on, and I tell him that Alan goes. Are you serious? I said, yes. I said, we have an open invitation. I said, to the entire Republican caucus. Uh, he goes, tells the press secretary, send a note out to the whole caucus. Hey, look, you should come on this show. It's important, blah, 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 blah. Two. And the reason, other than Allen, the reason it was two, one uh, was a Republican from Texas, a Texas a graduate. That's why I came on. The other one was Pete Olson from Texas uh, who came on as well because out of Houston. And so what happens is they avoid, in many ways, talking to African-Americans. You're, I'm never going to be able even to listen to you if you don't even talk to me. And if you ever talk to me, and, I'm ta- and I've had long conversations. I mean, I've known black Republicans my entire life. The frustration they have, you go back to Jackie Robinson and Nixon in 1960, the frustration that they have is here they are talking about black, being black conservative and being Republican and the pushback and the hell they get from their own. I'm talking about we've had like serious conversations and we're talking about individuals who have been cabinet secretaries, who have been uh, in many layers, who are millionaires, who are donors, and they express how it drives them crazy when they do it. That was Michael Williams, who worked in the Reagan, Bush, Reagan Bush administration, very good friend of mine. He was going to have a fundraiser at his house, uh, and there was a guy running for Congress against Martin Frost in Texas, and he was campaigning. He brought J.C. Watts in and everything, and at the time, it was these black church burnings. And so Michael calls him up, and Michael says, hey, I think the candidate should release a statement with regards to these church, these burning mm-hmm. of black churches. Yeah. And they go, no, no, we're not going to do that. that. That's best pandering. I can say, I'm sorry, wait a minute. But y'all brought Congressman J.C. Watts in to tour with you to black churches on Sunday. He's like, what the hell do you call that? So Michael's wife, Donna, Donna said, because they went for a fundraiser at Michael and Donna's house. Donna said, ain't no man 
who's unwilling to speak against the burning of black churches, welcome in my house. You let them know, no statement. He will not step foot in this house for a fundraiser. You still haven't answered my question. For I'm telling. No, no. I'm laying out to you examples the of to the how question, Republicans so. won't even yeah, talk. But, so therefore, the only place, the only place, yeah. uh, who we, we can talk to you is Democrats, and that's one reason why Republicans so, so, have largely lost. So that that is your uh, okay. So let's say that's true. Let's say no, no, that's no. It's true. not uh, for you. It is. I've let's been black. That, hold up. I've been black for 54 years, yeah. and I have spent. As I, I have run black-owned media outlets, getting Republicans to even talk to black people, show up at forums. My parents were my parents were founders of a civic club. I'm telling you, not my opinion, what I've literally experienced and what black Republicans and even what I've had conversations about this with white but Republicans. I got, but I got a follow-up for you. So, in other words, in other words. Democrats are only ones that had the votes of blacks since 1964, okay? 88% was 94% in yeah, 64, and it's now 88%, 86%, 90%, right? Yeah. So if blacks have had, if, if Democrats have had that vote since 64, that's 60 years, 59 yep. years to be exact, how come blacks haven't made major progress if Democrats care about blacks as much as well, they do? Well, first of all, that's that's an actually flawed question because when you say haven't made major progress. What pro- kind of progress we, have they no, made? No, no, let me allow, let me allow to unpack, I would love to unpack hear. that. Yeah. So when you look at what you're coming out of 1960s, then you go to 1970s, when you begin to see your first wave of black mayors across the country, Marion Barry in D.C., Maynard Jackson in Atlanta, Coleman Young in Detroit. Uh, of course, pre- previously you had Gary Hatcher in Gary, Indiana. What you saw for the first time was African Americans being able uh, to access uh, economic uh, capital in this country. Maynard Jackson gets elected in 73. African-Americans were receiving 0.0012% of all city contracts in Atlanta. I didn't say 1%. I didn't say 0.5%. I didn't say 0.12%. of all city contracts. Maynard Jackson comes in. He says, ain't going to happen, not when you have a city that the significant number of African-Americans. The reason Atlanta is called the black Mecca today, because economically, uh, you're part of that particular process. When you talk about Prince George's County being called today uh, the richest black county uh, in the country based upon home values, uh, a lot of that is because of, again, contracting opportunities that came with Mayor and Barry uh, was mayor and then coming out of that. Now. What you have, and when you're talking about uh, the black community, and when you're looking at overall, you have to look at the fact that matters this here. African Americans have been technically fully free Americans for only 53 years. 53. 64 Civil Rights Act, 65 Voting Rights Act, 68 Fair Housing Act, and you still were dealing with um, being locked out. Okay. When, you, when you look at it, it, look, it comes to money. If, you, if you're not having a money conversation in America, you ain't having a real conversation. And so when you talk about 400 plus years and you're only being technically free 53 years and you have been locked out cons- consistently out of corporate America, I have actually met, which is sad, Individuals who were the first African-Americans to ever work at major companies, and they got there in 72, 73, 75, 78. And you're like, what the heck? So, so when you've been locked out economically, yeah. Yeah. which has an impact on every single factor place in America, housing, health, yeah. education, then you see why, where we are today. But has there been progress? Yes. Has there been enough progress? 
No. Roland, so so if I can finish my question. Yep. Okay. I'll give you, I'll let you go, but you got to let me finish my question. Go ahead. Okay. So if uh, uh, we have a leadership team running an insurance company for five years and the company isn't growing, you're going to sit there and say, okay, cool. You know, hey, you know what? You guys don't go talk to the employees. We do. Great. That doesn't mean you're good to the employees. That just means you're going out there to talk to the employees mm-hmm. and to brag about the fact that you're talking to the employees. Let's give them five more years. Let's give them 10 more years. Let's give them 20 more years. Let's give them 53 years. Fast forward today, if you can pull up this article, you're a data guy. 27 of the top 30 crime-ridden cities in America ran by Democrats. Yep. If, if they are all about blacks, why are their policies ruining great communities? Question for you. Pull it back up. Yeah. What's the root cause of it? What is it? I'm asking you. No, no, no. You raise it up. You're, no, no, no. You say it. 27 of the top 30 crime rates. You're the expert. No, 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 no. Here's the deal, though. If you're gonna, I can, okay, I'll read the article no, 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 for you. Pull no, it up. No, if you're going to ask the question, if you're going to ask the question, yeah. what I need you to do is I need you to then go, okay, what actually, looking at those communities, mm-hmm. what created, what actually happened in those areas? You brought up Chicago. Lived there six years. What is it? You tell us. No, 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 no. See, here's the deal, though. This is this is the. the see, I'm, I'm no, giving no, no. up statistics. No, no, no. You're giving, giving you no, statistics. No, you're giving stats. This is 27 out of 30. Right. No, no. Which you, you like? No, you no. like stats and right. facts. I'm giving you stats, but here's nothing the deal. about what I said is not a fact. No, so no, let me, no. I'll read it. But, to you. but here's the failure. As of June 22nd, right. right? Okay, go to the top. I'll read the entire article for you. No, you don't have your, to. You don't have to. That's what you're asking me. No, that's not what I'm asking. A new report shows that Democrat policies in cities and counties are responsible for rising crime rates in their otherwise red states. What are the policies? The, the Heritage Foundation today, whatever, what the the, whatever the policies are, is Democratic policies. No, 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 no. No, what are the policies? Whatever the policies are, whatever, I don't need to know the policies. Yes, you do. No, I do not. I don't, need to, do. I don't need to know the policies. All I need to know is if you have. So hi- you're saying Democratic policies, but what are the policies? But wait a minute. If I give you and I vote for you and you're supposed to take care of me, why are 27 out of top 30 cities in American crime ran by Democrats? Why? I, first, I will tell you. Tell first us. of all, it's where African Americans are living. So let's bring up Chicago in particular. What you have had in Chicago is you have had some of the most, the greatest racial segregation, not in 20 years, not in 30 years, but literally in 100 plus years. Led by Democrats. No, no, hold on. Here's the deal, though. Okay. I will show you how Mississippi has the largest percentage of black people yeah. in America run by Republicans broke as hell. Explain that. Explain me the highest uh, the highest. Tell me when you there, have there is, no, no, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Don't spin No, no I'm change. not spinning. No, no, don't no, 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 no. What, what I'm Let's showing stay you, on topic. Hold on. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Let's stay on topic. We're the on topic. topic is crime 27 out of 30. Not economic. Economic is a different story. No, it's not. But I agree with you that we need to get the financial situation. No, 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 no. And the, you're making the you mistake. You went to Mississippi. No, you're making the no, mistake. No, no, Here's the mistake you're making. 27 you, out of 30. Here's the mistake you're making. When you say crime, I just ha- I just obliterated a black black conservative in my show on this whole issue. When you say crime, you have to then say, okay, what is the what is the uh the the, the what creates crime? No, what what creates crime? What creates crime? When people are not doing well financially. What else? Your surrounding and environment, who you're around. No, what else? Pick up habits. What else? Bad policies. No, 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 no. What else? See, you know, see, you're jumping to policies. It, the, but it the, is bad policies. Wait a minute. No, no, no. If no, I no. lead a company, no, no, no. Rolling, underpinning, rolling. hold on, wait a second. If, if, if I run a company and I'm the CEO of the company 
If the company improves or doesn't improve is based on my policies. I'm the head running the company, the department. If it doesn't improve, it's because of me. So let me what so, else would it so be? let me lay it out to you again. Go for it. When you talk about what is the underpin what the underpinning of crime. John Hope Bryant, founder of Operation Hope, this is what he said. He said, show me a community where you've seen a riot with a credit score 700 or higher. The reality is when you talk about crime in this country, you're talking about economics, you're talking about education, you're talking about housing, you're talking about health. Mm-hmm. Show me areas where you do not have high crime. I'm going to show you areas that don't have the same, uh, uh, aren't as compacted. That's first. What you have is, when you talk about crime in places, you then look at what are the numbers of people there, what are the pockets there, what are those communities, and how did those communities, how were they created literally not over 20, 30 years, but literally over 50, 75, 100 years? Now, that's, that was Jim Crow. How many years does it take to change? What are you talking about? How, how many years does it take to okay, create change? When you have... When Roland, you have how long does it no, take no. to create change? When you... First of all, you're talking about a black in America. How long does when it take you, to create change? When you have had, when you have had, yeah. okay, walk through 243 years of slavery, 92 years of Jim Crow, and then you get to 1970 when you are technically fully free, you can't act like all of that before did not, did not impact. The issues that you're having now have to do with not Democratic or Republican policies. It has to do with literally white supremacy and Jim Crow in America. We are still, to act as if we are still not dealing with that, how did, how, how did housing discrimination take place in this country? Do you know who created it? The realtors. They apologize for it. Why are you what? going away from the question? No, no, because here's the deal, though. You don't want to deal with I, 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 what creates brother, I don't, crime, crime you, areas. you got to realize this. Listen, I'm, dealing, I, I'm dealing with the real truth, I'm, I'm, how, how, how they create yeah. it. What you're dealing with is, oh, there are democratic areas. What I'm dealing with yeah. is how, well, how do you deal with the so. historical reality of neighborhoods that simply can't be just, oh, we elected one person right. and then it's going to change it. Does it work that way? Roland, I'm, I'm Middle Eastern, okay? I was born in Iran 10 okay. years. My mother's a communist. My dad's an imperialist. Okay. We escape. We go to Germany. I lived at a refugee camp for two years, okay, with people who are Yugoslavian, Czech, Albanian at the time, and they're all leaving for a reason. I come to the States, okay? I'm a welfare baby. I'm a food stamp baby. Okay. Just letting you know, my parents are divorced twice in 20 years. I'm going to Glendale High School. I have a lunch ticket. I would sell because I don't have any money. I'm 6'1", 130 pounds. That should okay. tell you the fact that we don't come from a lot of money. One day, I'm in the school, and my teacher starts talking about politics. Up until that point, when I think about politics, all I think about is divorce. Because I think about my mom and dad arguing all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of pain linked to politics at the time. And the teachers, to, obviously, the teacher is going to be a Democrat because she's presenting how rich people are this rich. I'm like, okay, great, rich people are bad. So I come I home. I, 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 obviously, thirteen I, to one. I, That's I, the number. That's dude. The stat. I had a whole lot of damn Republican yeah, I, teachers in my in my life. Well, I like stats, and the stats are thirteen to one is Democrats to Republican. You know the stats. So okay. I come home and I say, Mom, are we Republicans or Democrats? And she said, We're Democrats. I said, Tell me why. She says, Because the Democrats are for the poor, Republicans are for the rich. So my, my mom says, you know what I told her? I said, when I grow up, I want to be a Republican. 
Not because I want to be a Republican. I don't know what the policies are. So first of all, was she, was, was she, who's actually for the rich and the poor? Who? Who is for the rich and yeah. the poor? She said it. She said Republicans are for the rich because they're yeah. for the poor. Is that, you say you love, is it, was, no, is it true no, or not? The, first of all, is it true or not? Whether that's true or not, statistically, more rich people are on the Democratic side today than no, the no, Republican no, I'm not, side. But, but no, no, no. You say who are for, but, not who's rich, but, but, but who are they for, the but, policy. But Roland, this is you, you're smart. No, your you're, mom, your wait, mom wait said it. I understand. But you're a smart guy, bro. Listen, when I watch you, you're not a dummy. You're very smart, okay? So sometimes John Maxwell says something very important, very important that, that I completely held to myself. And every time I break this, I don't like it. He said, the moment you learn sales and you learn persuasion, okay, the moment you learn the ability how to persuade you, me, we learn how to persuade. He says, be very careful to not go one step above that, which is to manipulate just to win all arguments because you can. You can win any argument if you want to. You can play devil's advocate and flip the argument, play the Republican side, and you make one hell of an argument to be the Democrat because you can do that. You have the ability, I have the ability as well. I don't want to do that. What I'm asking you right now is the following. Results. Today, yes. 27 out of 30 cities yes. that are ran by Democrats are the highest crime in America. That's stat. What, what states okay. are those in? What's, what are those states? The, the states are different than York, the community. New York, New York Chicago, no, but, but, LA. But, that, but that's not the thing. The state is the community. The city is where. What are you talking wh- about? The city you're in is what you can touch. Every year you come up and you say, reelect me. I can, I can touch help. the state. Listen, I am born and raised in Texas. Texas, Houston, Clinton Park. To act as if. What? No. Oh, so then what you're saying is, so then what you're saying is, let's stop voting wait, for no, mayors. No, no, They're a waste no, of time. No, no, see, because they can't do anything. No, no, first of all, I didn't say that. Let me let me finish my thought. I am born and raised in Houston, Texas. Grew up in Clinton Park neighborhood. To act as if what happens in Austin does not have an impact on Houston is crazy. You're making excuses now. No, I'm not. I'm you're sta- making excuses. Okay, here's now. the deal, though. Here's the deal, though. See. It's real easy to say it's excuses when I'm stating facts. And the point I'm stating is... That's with, not a fact. That's just an opinion. No, it's a fact. The state of Texas yeah. significantly has an impact economically, educationally, yeah. on what happens in Houston. That's a fact. Yeah, but as somebody, as somebody, well, somebody who, as a kid, travels with my mom to rallies and events with the Metropolitan Organization and the state capitol, I understand Did that. you grow up rich? Who? Did you grow up rich? No, my parents didn't even go to college. How are you rich then? What do you mean, how? How are you rich? Here's how. How'd you, because, how are you no, rich? No, here's how. Yeah. Because first and foremost, the neighborhood that I grew up in yeah. had, it was one of the first master plan communities by hood. What you had in my neighborhood was you had folks, first of all, I had mom and dad, one, who also- Married who together. also Hell yeah, they're still married, 56 years, um, who, who, who absolutely believed in Sick. education. Now- what I recognize is, so for me, in my household, yeah. what my parents emphasized, never went to college. Then my brother went to Texas A&M. I went to Texas A&M. My sister went to Texas A&M. And so that was our house. What I recognize is that somebody who is next door or across the street or around the corner did not have the situation that I had. Now, I totally get that. What I don't do. Mm-hmm. Is be arrogant enough yeah. to say, well, I did this. Why can't you? 
because I understand that not everyone has the exact same setup, the same situation. What I'm talking about, and this is the, again. What, what, but, what, but why not give that story of inspiration to say you can get out of it? First of all, you say, why not? Why I'm not? sorry. Yeah, you clearly have never watched my show when what I talk about consistently are these very issues. I don't sit here and go do doom and gloom. Every single, every, first of all, every single Tuesday on my show, I feature actual black-owned businesses. Every single Wednesday, I feature African-Americans who are tech companies. I love that. Every Friday, yeah. I actually feature a segment called Education Matters, uh, folks who are in the education space, school choice. I got HBCU Connect. So I do all of that. So, then so first, so, 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 so but, but, but one second, one second. But you know why I said that? Let me tell you why I said that. Because you okay. said, because you said, I'm not the one that says, look at me, I got out, so can you. That's what you said. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Here's why I say that. Because it is, ar it is arrogant when, as an individual, I'm, one, assuming everyone else's situation is the same. That's first. Two, it's also arrogant to then not actually study and look at how, from a macro level. See, you're describing a micro level. There's always, you can always have uh, that singular individual or this person or that person or this family. That's micro. What I'm talking about is macro issues. And what I'm saying is yeah. when I look at communities, that's not micro, that's macro. Even within the African-American community, when you, when you dealt with Jim Crow, you couldn't live anywhere else. You literally could not live anywhere else. Bottom line is if you were black and had money and then you were black and broke, you were literally living in the same neighborhood. After... Jim, after Jim Crow ends with integration, what then happened? Those African-Americans who were middle class of a middle class began to move away. What then began to happen was you had areas where poverty increased even more so. Why move away, though? Why move away? Because. If you care about the community, why not stay there and change it? Well, first of all, does, it, does anybody else move? What do you mean? Who the hell else don't move? How do you think suburbs were but, created? But wait a minute. What but, do you mean? How, but, how do you think white flight was created? But, but, so, it, so everybody but else get to move, act, but we can't move? But, but if you act like you care about the community nope, as much guess as what? you do, stay but no, there. But, hold on, no, but I'll answer your question. Do you know why? Because when African-Americans were living in black neighborhoods, yeah. they also had economically depressed housing values. And the reality is they were not able change to Change it. Help change it. Are you serious? Yeah, I am. I am. Like, okay, I'll, hold I'll, on, I'll hold give on, you an idea. Here's, here's Are you familiar with Palmdale? I'm gonna need you to be drug tested. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Do you even know today? We've done the stories in Florida when somebody's black selling their house, the appraisers will come in and literally give them a value a hundred to three hundred thousand dollars less because they're black. You know that that's actually happened, right? You'll take one story and say that. Oh my how, God! How you, on how many occasions has that happened? That. Are you serious? Do you do you think a message like Okay, why don't you go ahead and Google? Do, do, why don't you go ahead and Google? How many times has no, no, that no, happened? No, I believe it's no, happened, no, no, but no, how many no, times no, has no, that wait, happened? Wait. The New York Times literally just did a yeah. story talking about the systemic racism that exists within housing appraisals. This is a fundamental problem. I'm trying to see you're you're living in a different reality. What what, what progress are you making by saying that? So, what progress? So, so what you're doing I'm what, trying what, to end that. Okay. Do, do, do you know how inherent... Okay, hold on. You said you're Middle Eastern, right? You're trying to... Hold on. You said you're Middle Eastern, I right? I am, yes. H how would you feel? How, uh -huh. would, how would you feel yes. if you're selling your home? Uh -huh. You've got a home that you know. Right. And you put upgrades in it, and you know your home is worth $500,000. Yeah. 
and somebody comes into your home uh-huh. and they see your photos right? and they see your family and then they go back and they go 350000 You go, what the hell? So you tell that story. Wait, one second, one second, one second. get people what? to no, be convinced no, no, that no, that's no. happening? It's actually out of a thousand appraisals. Oh out of a thousand appraisals, how many what times does that doing? happen? Out of a thousand pull appraisals, how many times up? does that happen? You want to pull that up? Tell you me. want him to pull that That's up? That's your world, though. I'm out of a thousand appraisals, how many times does that happen? Let's just say it, it happens. It is, it is a significant issue in America. Oh my God! And when, and so, when so and the, wait, wait, one second, one yeah, second. And then, when the wo- and then when the woman takes, when the woman, a black person yeah. should not have to remove their photos. From the wall and remove black art and remove black books God, to have a white appraiser then come in and go, oh, it's actually five hundred and fifty. So, so one, one sec, one second, because I'm gonna show you how it impacts here generationally. We go. Here we go. So when you follow me here, because this this is housing in America. You. I'm with when you, you then get that low appraisal, uh-huh. you then right. cannot sell your house for the higher value, okay. which then means you are not then taking those proceeds and being able to invest, being able to send your kids to school. And what I'm trying to explain to you is there is a world out here that for some reason you're like living in unity world that ain't the real America. Oh, brother, you are, you and have I'm the trying wrong to guy. get rid of that stuff. You have the wrong guy here. You have the I'm wrong trying to guy get here. rid of it. Okay, good for you. Me and I am as well. But you have the wrong guy here. And here's what I mean by that. So when you ask the question, what do you do if they appraise your house $350,000 less? Right? That's your question. Okay. I don't see myself as a victim. I stopped looking at myself as a victim a long time ago. And by the way, being Armenian and Assyrian, you know what a lot of people in the Armenian community do? You know what a lot of people in the Armenian community do? They sell victimhood mentality. I'm raised with that, which is the statement of mechka. I know you don't know what the word mechka means. Mechka means, oh, poor Roland, oh, poor PBD. I don't see myself as a victim. And the other part is when you use one story as an example to divide and get people even angrier because out of a thousand appraisals this happened one time, I don't think you're unifying when you say a statement like that to say, hey, this is what's taking place all the time. But going back to it. So you left because you wanted better economic situation this is, for yourself. I, this is listen to what you just said. Again, I'm having a hard time it's, listening it's, to what you just so said when you're fu- saying it's three, so fundamentally flawed. Because when you say, "Oh my God," you see yourself as a victim. You do. No, no. You're selling it as actually, a victim. No, I'm not. What I'm selling is a reality. What I'm selling is when the this is again. Since you didn't, I guess you couldn't pull it up. Okay. Oh, he did pull okay, it up. Okay. The Biden administration, the Federal Housing and Finance Agency, released 47 million appraisal reports to the public for the first time. The appraisals, which were compiled between 2013 and 2021, present evidence of a persistent, widespread practice in the home appraisal industry to give higher values to. Homes when the occupants are white and devalue them if the owners are people of color. That's such bullshit. That's oh such God. bullshit. You now, know why? Hold up. Wait. Let me tell wait, you wait, why that's up, such up. bullshit. They actually took the reports the, and showed the data, and now yeah. you call it bullshit. Of course, so, I call so, it so, bullshit. So, wait, so you so you ask for the data and the facts. No, no, no. And I, now you give your opinion first of all because you don't like stop, the facts. Bro, stop. Come on, man. Do you run a company? Yes, I do. Okay, so when you run a company, how much shit can I find in the opex? How much in the what? With OPEX. Um, when I go into my uh, balance sheet and I look at my expenses, my monthly expenses, what I'm paying for, yeah. rent, employees, benefits, workers' comp, I can give a number and say, we lost $280,000 this year. And it's like, oh, my God, we lost $280,000. And then I open up the balance sheet and then, boom, 
I'll see you, you're, you're moving your face like you don't no, know what I, I'm talking no, no, about. First of all, no, when I see a data like this, tell me the whole story. To jump to conclusion with something like this without seeing the entire story is ludicrous to make a comment like that. But analyzing this, the millions of appraisals by using census tracks down for as me. a proxy for neighborhoods and comparing communities with nearly identical housing stock, yeah. two researchers found that the results showed a clear correlation. The higher the proportion of white residents in each community, the higher the appraised value of individual homes. They compared similar data. See, again, you want to reject the facts. And what I'm trying to explain I, to you I, is I, this I, is. I am, I am not. I am refusing to wow. constantly have people give data without me having access to the entire thing. Oh, just oh, oh, for oh, their oh, own wait, wait, benefit to so, divide. So, it. what you're saying is, yeah. in order for you, you need access to the 47 million home appraisals. I'd love to, to see for it. yourself. I would love to see it. Okay, guess what? It's a federal agency. Follow, follow for you. I'd love you. to see it. Follow for you. Here's, here's, follow what? A for you. Okay, so I'd love to see it. You know why? Here, here's the part. How often do you see data being used and we don't know the whole story? Both sides. How often? Well, first of all, we see data out there. But what I'm saying, I'm looking at data, actual data. Yeah. And I'm also looking at a reality. And here's what I'm saying to you. And again, this is what you, for some reason, you're not fully accepting. When, what is the, the most consistent way Americans have been able to actually build wealth? It has been through housing. That's been historical. And when you are black in America, this is not an f- opinion. This is not a perspective. It's a fact. What we have seen is when you have been unable to enter the housing industry, meaning covenants saying you can't sell to black people, then when you actually buy a home and they've been grossly undervalued, mm-hmm. that then limits you from being able to sell your home at a higher value and now take the profits and then create a business and then be able to send your kids to college. And what I'm saying to you is when that has been persistent, when you look at the appraisals, one, when you look at inability where you're buying a house, two, all of a sudden now you see a clear way how African-Americans have been impacted not historically, but still in present day. And what I'm saying to you is, whether you are Democrat or Republican, I want that to change because what I want you've is had some— for, You've had 53 years. The Democrats when Republicans have had, were president the and in charge, this, wait, they didn't change wait, this. wait a minute. Democrats have been Democrats have had the black vote for fifty three years. What have you done? You're for not that? even answering the question. What's that on this issue right 20, here? I, this wait, issue Roman, right here you, is Democrat, you, Republican, Independent. It is a you, systemic you, American problem. You still haven't answered my basic actually, question. Actually, I asked, I asked question. you about twenty seven out of thirty cities. You blame the state. No, 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 no. I answered the question. What did you say? I said to you. Yeah. You show me high crime areas. I am explaining you how they are high crime areas. And what I'm saying- None of it has to do with their policies. The, what? Po- high crime cities in America, none of it has to do with Democrats running And you can't cities. even name the policy. What policy? G- give me three Democratic policies. The point is you can name the policy. Oh this is God. your world. It's oh right, if, if, I'm in, if I'm in the business world right and you ask me a question- well, Pat, Ending cash bail, uh, defunding the police, which is in our faces, refusing to prosecute categories of crimes, uh, letting thousands of convicted felons out on prison release- uh, so the that, prison population. So that's uh, so that right there. That's the no, reason for a high. That's the reason for high crime in the last twenty years. No, I, well, I'm, well, I'm just saying that's that's the article from what was that from New York Times. You still that's haven't saying, answered. No, 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 no. I'm actually answering. Yeah. And here's the whole deal. First of all, when you talk about the issue of ending cash bail, that's actually only been very recent. Two, 
ain't no defund the police. The reality is you have seen a major increase in funding of police. Democrats and, no, will no, defund no, the police no, no, two no. years ago for That's an entire flat, year. That's a flat-out lie. That were individuals. You can say that with a straight look I on your face. I tell you right now, oh I have actually God. talked directly. So who, who came up with defund I, the police? I, I, who came up with yeah. it? Activists did. Right. Activists and activists did. were Republicans or Democrats? They were activists. First of all, they hate both parties. You don't even talk oh, to them. But, I do. But, but the Democrats in Congress yeah. were repeating it. No, 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 no. So, no, no, AOC no, 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 no. All, all no, stop, like, stop, stop, stop. AOC, who else? You said the Democrats in Congress. How many Democrats in Congress oppose defund the police? A lot. But I'm saying there were still some in Congress no, saying you, you it, just so you're said, repeating the you rhetoric. Just, you just said some. Hell, I could quote Louis Gohmert and some crazy stuff that he says and go, well, you know what? That's Republicans. The reality is this here. Democrats, Democratic mayors, Democratic governors, and yes, Democratic president have greatly increased funding of police in this country. Ain't even a question. So we can you can holler, but Democrats defund the police when it shows. Oh. They've actually increased show, the funding. Show the video. They've increased the you funding. You asked for it. Yeah. You asked for it. Show the video. Which video now? Show the video I just emailed you. I just texted to you. Because, okay. Who because we got? Don Dem Lemon, Dem Charles Barkley. Democrats haven't said defund the police at all because they would never I didn't say, say that. It. No, you said Democrats haven't said it. Activists said that. Your word. No, no. You said who created the phrase. I said it was who's activists who supported, that created who supported, the phrase. Who came up with the concept of defunding the police? Activists did. And then which credible uh, Democrats said defund the were, police? There were some Democrats. Pres no, not some. Not, so these are some heavy no, duty no, ones. No, 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 no. Make Hold it up. bigger. No, no, no. Make it bigger. How, there were, when Democrats controlled Congress, how many Votes they had. Here you go. Let's when, press when, pause, Demo let when Democrats control Congress, how many you votes like did they have? You like Nancy Pelosi? When Democrats control Congress, how many votes did they have? How many votes did they have? What's your point? The point pause is this it, here. Pause it so we can start from the did, beginning. Did yeah. 223 Democrats vote to defund the police? Play, press no, no, play. no, 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 no. Answer stop, the question. Stop. Yes I want or you no? To see this. I want you. To, you're you're asking. I'm showing you data no, because you asked for this. No, press you're showing play. me some press, Democrat play. who spoke on no, not on some. The, the most credible ones. Health issues or policing in schools and all the rest. That perhaps we can uh, shuffle some of that money around. Suck it up. Defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund One. the police. Mayor Eric Garcetti saying, take some of the money from policing, about 150 million dollars. I applaud Eric Garcetti for doing what he's done. Not Two. only. Do we need to no, 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 that's two. So we don't two. No, that's only two. No, that's only two. That's just me. Same person. Defund you. Yes, I support the reallocation of resources. Three. No, no, that's not defund. We will be reallocating how's that wrong? Because you're wrong. Ought to be thinking about this. Yes, I support yeah, the defund. Three. That's the keep going. Three. Oh, now, four, let me explain so to you. How many more you want so, to so, No, no, no. So let me. So, so let me explain to you. That's five. No, it's three. That's five. So yeah, I mean the spirit of it. I. So only three. Pause it. By the way, would you? Okay, hold on. Right there. What does reallocate mean? Would you like me to continue this? No, it's no. Don't spin it. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. Do you? Do you? Understand? Do you understand that in a significant number of cities in this country, right. where, where you have policing who do everything, okay, you have in some cities where the police are handing out parking tickets, where the police are doing duties that that had nothing to do with the streets. When you say reallocate, what that says is 
okay, why should we have police handing out parking tickets? Why don't we have them doing the major function of fighting crime? Why don't we actually have this unit that handles that? That's called reallocation. When you talk about the issue of mental illness. You're spinning, what, No, I'm not. I'm stating facts. You're spinning. First of all, it makes both of you a question. Have either one of you actually covered City Hall before? No, 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 I'm giving you, you want facts. Here's the deal. I actually have been a city hall reporter. I have actually been in the city meetings. When you talk about. Why don't you just say you were wrong? Because I'm not wrong. Democrats were wrong. Because I'm not wrong. Because you're wrong. No, but. Hold on, bro. Wait a minute. Explain to me reallocation. Hold up, Mr. CEO. Yeah. When you're in a company and when you reallocate funds from one unit to the other, are you. Cutting funding, or are you simply adjusting? Why do you have a hard time just saying they said it? Why do you have a hard time? By the way, I, I can actually count three no, people if, who if said allowed, the words defund. If you allowed it, you would have heard them saying defund the police. Who, who I literally wait a minute? I literally heard Nancy Pelosi say shuffle. I heard Kamala Harris say reallocate. You go, oh, that's defund. You actually have a reallocation of resources that exist in city government, county government, state government, a federal government every single day. But for some reason, you don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Was it spin when I told you that Democratic mayors and governors and the president, they've greatly increased police funding? Why? Can, hold up. Can you acknowledge that as a fact? You, it, it, Roland, hold up. If can you we, acknowledge it as a Roland, fact? If I sit with you. And you can't acknowledge. Can you acknowledge the fact? And you can't acknowledge that your side of the party. It's not my side. Support it. See, that's right there. See, you're yelling your side. I'm not yelling my side. You I'm said a registered your side. independent. Here's the whole the, deal, though. I, first of all, again, first of all, in Texas, you, I don't have to you, register as anything. You, you, you still, you still are not going to acknowledge the fact that the defund the police concept was brought up by and constantly reaffirmed by some of the most powerful Democrats in America. The Speaker of the House said in America. shuffling of funds. That yeah. is not defunded. If, if you, if you would have... The Vice President, Kamala Harris said reallocation. But that it, is not... But Ilhan Omar said not only defund, she it. said dismantle. How, if on, she's a I member got, of Congress, how many people got, are listening on, to stop, that? Stop, stop, That's one member of Congress, right? Oh, but you want to let... You, let there's the whole a, a seven-minute video. You want to let the whole thing play? First of all, show me... Here's the deal. Show me 218 who defended that and actually voted for it to happen. Please. You can't. You know why? Stop. Because they See, didn't. This is this is where credibility is lost. What are you talking about? Credibility is lost if... if this a, is utterly hilarious. I am stating an I, undeniable I fact. I understand. Democratic it's, mayors, Democratic governors, Democratic president... your voice has doesn't validate in, your has argument. increased funding. Yeah. Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago took actual COVID funds and shifted $20 million to the police department to deal with the mental issues that they were having. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that reallocation? Maybe one of the worst one mayors second. in America. She took COVID money. Yeah. Hold up. COVID money and reallocated for that. Oh, but reallocation works when you agree with it. Rolling. What I'm trying to explain to you is when you say defund, you can, you that can, means cut. You can you can defund means cut. Do you remember earlier when I said there's a difference between persuasion and manipulation? You can spin any argument. I'm not I, spinning. You're very good at debating. You're very good at raising your voice, interrupting all that stuff. No, you're I just, I've I watched I just, I just you for years. I just think it's hilarious but what's, that, that both of you will say 
that the Democratic Party yeah. has supported defund the police when the I fact support when the fact of the I matter said the is the Democratic Party came up with the idea they of didn't. defunding the and police you're wrong. and they supported it. You're actually You've wrong. You've not heard Republicans say defund the police. You, You've not heard. Actually, you're actually wrong. In Senator Tim Scott's policing bill that he released in 2021, in the bill, I will happily send it to you. What did he say? He actually said. What did he say? I, you want me to read I it? I want to hear it. No, I'm going to read it. Hold up. Let me guess. He said reallocate. No, 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 no. That's yeah. not what he said. Because, see, what you don't understand is. But here's what well, we're no, going to no, do. No, 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 no. When the George Rob, Floyd Justice Act. Play the entire clip. When the clip. George Floyd Justice Act Play the entire clip. I literally sent this. I sent this to Senator Tim Scott. And he didn't answer my question. When we were running for office. And I answered yes to that question. We are going to reduce funding in the police department and redirect that money. Is that, that a smart money. move? There's no reduce funding? budget should just keep growing and growing and growing. They can what did they do? We propose police cuts is a good thing. No, it wasn't cuts. He just said that. You don't even know what Lyndon Bree did. You don't know what she did in San Francisco. No, you, you, that wasn't a she. That was a guy. Lyndon Bree was speaking before her. In cuts. Proceeded to leave. Are cuts a good thing? No more policing. Depend upon military. Police cuts are a good thing in these communities. If they not donate job. What do they say? Oh my God. So you're saying we want fundamental. Right here. No, 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 no. You said to me. You said, oh, show me Republican when Senator Tim Scott introduced his bill, okay, on police reform. This is one of the things that he did. When it failed last year, he went on Mar Margaret Brennan's show, CBS Face the Nation. He said, the Democrats wanted to defund the police, and that was a bridge too far. In Senator Tim Scott's own bill, they actually said, in order for police to qualify for these funds, laws will have to be passed on the city of the state level. Oh, no, no, oh, excuse, excuse, oh me, excuse, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Oh, my no, God. No, so you no, buy no, that no, into no, defund no, no, the police, no, 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 wait, wait, but we need wait, to no, reduce see, it. It's not. See, right there. You won't even <laughs> You're listen. You're so funny. You, you won't even listen. Buddy, if there's so, anybody who doesn't you, listen, it's no, you. No, you won't listen. Senator Tim Scott said that they won't get the funds if laws don't get passed. When, That's defund the, when the George Floyd... Listen, you're no, a master no, spinner. No, no, if you, first of all, if you oh listen, I'm telling you what he did. He then, Ooh. a year later, calls that same thing Respect. defund the police. And I literally, and if you want to see it, those are the text messages. You're so funny. I sent to Senator Tim Scott, yeah. and I said, Senator Tim Scott, please explain to me the difference between what you said the Democrats are Bro, doing, what you did. You just hurt your argument even more. What are you talking about? Because what you just did is validated everybody else nope, what they just nope, said. No, nope. Yes. See, that again, means what Kamala said, what Nancy Pelosi said. They're all saying the same thing, what, defund what, the police. What is? What, and now they realize it was a bad idea. She did not say defund the police. Of course. He did not either. Oh, oh, wait a minute. So you say what Kamala said was defund no, the police. No, your argument, you just no, screwed no, no, yourself no, up. No, no, I didn't. You did. No, I didn't. Of course you did. No, I was specifically calling out Senator Tim Scott by trying to call something defund the police when they were simply proposing exactly you know what he You did. know what's the problem? Here's the problem. Roland, the problem is when when I sat down, when I sit down with somebody with whatever thing they believe in, okay, it's specifically a lot on the Democratic side. Ah. It's specifically. Oh, it it's is, a lot it on the is, Democratic side. It is being a Democrat before their country. It is how they vote before America. It is, nope, I'm going to defend this because I, there's I, no way there's, <laughs> these guys going to say anything wrong with defund the police. And, and that's where you lose credibility. All you have to no, say is, you have no, yeah, I you, don't you, acknowledge you this. Have I don't no, support no, you. Have, that's all you have to say. You have no credibility on this when you 
can't even acknowledge what reallocation means. You have no credibility when you can't even define that. When I have actually talked to mayors and city council members right. and they have walked through how? When London breathed, when the policies have destroyed the city. Here you go. Here you go. Destroy the cities. Destroying the cities. 53 years Democrats have had to vote. When the mayor, when the mayor of San Francisco talked about the mental illness crisis in their particular city and they said we need to be sending mental health folks out on calls and not always the cops. Now, we've seen numerous examples where that happens. What has actually happened in the last 30, 40 years in Democrat and Republican cities and states in the country? We've seen a massive cut with mental illness. What is the greatest increase Flip of incidents? Again. No, Spin I'm not. Again. I'm stating fact. Yeah. What you don't like, no, what I... you refuse to acknowledge or accept, because you're stuck on Democrats have had it for 53 years. You act as I'm if. I'm asking. No, 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 you. wait, wait, hold up. You act as if in those 53 years, Republicans have never had power. You act as if Republicans have never had the House or the Senate or the White that. House. Here's what so I here's said the you. question. I said show, to you, show me, I show me you, how the Republicans There's no way changed. to talk with you, bro. I got to tell you. So Show me how Republicans changed. So here's what I tell you. Give me you. examples. Are you going to let anybody speak? I'm, I'm waiting for your examples. Uh, if you have 92% of an entire community's vote. Like the evangelicals? For 60 years. Like the evangelicals? Evangelicals are also part of that black vote. If you have 90, uh, 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 if you have 92%. Uh, you actually don't understand evangelicals and black evangelicals. If you have 92% of the black vote for 59 years, 59 years later, 27 out of 30 cities for crime are ran by Democrats, your policies don't work. And let me ask you this question. And people have to revisit. I'm going to ask you again. Let me finish and I'll let you talk. You either have to consider new policies or the voters have to consider a new party. And let me ask you this question. When Republicans have been in charge of the House, the Senate, the White House, or the governor's mansion, or state rep and state senators, or the legislature, because 31 states right now, they control both chambers, a significant number of them in the South, where the majority of black people are, please show me, show me empirical data how the lives of black people have fundamentally changed under Republican rule. I'll wait. Do you, do you know who started getting more votes from the black community? Do you know who? Your favorite guy. Do you know who? He got who? Me, who? Your best friend. Oh, no, go ahead and say it. Donald Trump. Got it. Yeah. Do you know who started? No, no, no. no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh, you don't no, like no, that. No, no, no. First of, all, first of all, I discussed it on my show. Nice try. But I want you to answer my question. What does that have to do with on your show? I want show? you to answer people, my question. No, 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 don't no. watch your show, say I, it here. I want you to answer my question. Yeah. I want you to answer my question. Sure. Republicans control all three branches in South Carolina. Yeah. They control Georgia, they control Mississippi, they control Arkansas, they control Tennessee. So they, they control the legislature in North Carolina. So let me. So since you you make, I'm gonna use your argument. Please show me, please, please show me how at the lives of African Americans are drastically improved in those places where Republicans completely control than other places. Show me. Give me an example. Roland, if you would have answered any of my questions, oh my God. if you would have answered oh any God. of my questions I in the last question, hour and a half. You don't like the answer. No, it's not. I don't like the answer. You don't like the you, answer. You, you say, tell me the policies. I'm asking you the policies. 
Oh, so so you I'm, don't, I'm asking, so, I, so I can't ask, can't ask you a oh, question. You, you can't give an answer. You can, but I would like. I brought you here. As, invite me on your show, and I'll give you the answer. No, no, because I'm the guest. Wait, wait, wait. I wait, brought wait, you on the you show. Well, first of all, even on my show, if somebody asks me a question, hell, I answer the question. I've answered your questions. You still can't answer. And the reason why you can't answer. We've been an hour and twenty minutes you now. You still answer. haven't answered the question. Actually, I have. You have here's, not. Actually, I have. What here's, policy? Here's why you haven't answered. You blame the state. No, no. You blame surrounding cities. No. You blame Republicans. That's what you blame. No, no. For fifty and. I, and I tell I'm you, stating, for 59 I'm, years. I, and first of all, systemic racism is a policy because it's actually ingrained in our system. That's first. What I'm also saying to you is what I recognize is how do we fix these, again, institutional, long-range issues. How do we? Long how do we fix them? First and foremost, first and foremost, yeah. we got to stop denying that actually it's a problem. Which you have done. Oh, no. That's first. I just showed you it the is a problem. Sec- no, 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 27 no, no. out of 30. No, no. It is a no, problem. We've got to stop. It's a big de- problem. we got to stop denying the reality. 59 rea- years Democrats to, have had no. the vote. You and sat here not, and they- denied the systemic reality of racism in the housing appraisal industry by going, I need to see the 47 million. You just denied it. And I'm One million through. percent I need to see the data. And I One million percent I need to, I need to see the data. Here's the deal. And by the way, you're giving Here's a little too much credibility to New York Times. Here's the deal. Oh, okay, fine. Do you want to pull up what? First of all, you gave the Heritage Report. You read a New York Times report citing the Heritage Foundation. Dude, really? Wait, you're, you're telling me New York Times got a lot of credibility. That's oh, no. what you're saying. You, you li- no, I just told you, you referenced the Heritage Foundation. Dude, come on. That's the Daily Signal. I didn't, gotcha. I didn't, that's Get, the Daily Signal. And who owns them? I don't even know who owns Daily Signal. Heritage Foundation. Okay, great. I've done their show, so that's an in-house organization. Here's what I'm telling you. But by the way, go I'm, to, a, go, I'm go going, to I'm another going, side to give 27 I, out of 30. Here's the deal. I'm going back. I'm going back, which you still won't even answer. And this is what I'm telling you. You can't even show me. Now, I'm going to use Mississippi. Since Mississippi has the highest concentration of black people of any state in America, where Republicans have ruled that state since the Mississippi Constitutional Convention in 1891. Not a single African-American has been elected statewide in Mississippi. So if Republicans control the governor's mansion, the, high, the, the legislature in Mississippi, how then, since you talk about the policies, how is it the lives of African-Americans have not improved in Mississippi? If you say it's, it, the Democrats, it's their policies, show me, tell me how it hasn't improved in Mississippi. Uh, Roland, until you give me your answers on the questions I've asked, I gave you an answer. You're going to go you to one like specific answer. example, no, and this no. is what I will tell Mississippi, you. Mississippi, here's Florida, what I will tell you: Arkansas, Tennessee, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia. I've given you multiple states. You still haven't answered oh the question. I answered your question. No, you have not. No, you don't like the answer. No, you have not answered the question. I have. You blamed and deflected. You don't like the answer. What is the answer? You don't like the answer. What's the answer? I gave you multiple. Your answer answers. is tell me about Memphis. It's deflect. That's a first deflection. One, oh, so first of all, I never even brought up Memphis. You, who did you not Memphis? Uh, Mississippi. Mississippi. You deflect. No, I'm giving you an example. So of what? No, because since you you say, haven't explained no, no, 27 no, out of 30. Let me, let me say you it again. You haven't explained. Let me say it again. 59 you, years you've had you, the vote. You say, and I'm telling you. What have you done since, about since it? You say it. Since you said yeah. it. Since you said, oh my God, your Democratic votes. Show me in Republican red as red as states how they have improved the lives of African Americans. Show me. Roland. Roland, I, you I, don't, I don't think you understand what I'm saying to you oh, right no. now. I understand okay, what you're let, saying. Let me, let me ask a question for you. What is your method of helping black African Americans? Go ahead, tell us. First and foremost, when we talk about helping African Americans, I'm going to acknowledge what is systemic and... What is systemic? What, systemic, 
Yeah, define it. When, systemic is when you have the, the housing appraisal. Yeah. That's systemic. Okay. Okay. Systemic is when you have a higher proportion, four to five times of black children who are being expelled or arrested in school compared to white kids. That's systemic. Okay. Now, no, 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 no. You asked how. First and foremost, we have what's community. We have what's systemic. What's community-based, which means the village, or also what is individual. When you start talking about how do you make transformations in this country, first and foremost, you have to deal with the two most important things, health and you deal with the issue of education. When, when Republicans and conservatives were talking about getting rid of Roe v. Wade, I literally said, okay, gotcha. And I had, I had Ben Watson, the former NFL player, come on. He did a documentary on the issue of abortion. And I said, Ben, here's the fundamental problem when I hear pro-life. I said, they're not pro-life. They're anti-abortion. I said, because the people who are so-called pro-life, I said, show me the policies when they confront the infant mortality rate among African Americans. Show me when they confront the higher number of black women who are dying in childbirth, the people who are having children. He said, you can't. They literally can't. And so that's, a, that's an example. When we talk about, again, health, we're talking about uh, 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 prenatal care, we talk about those issues. That means that if you're a black child and you have a higher incident of black women who are dying in childbirth, Serena Williams, see, it ain't just money thing. Serena Williams talked about with all her money how she almost died in childbirth because white doctors were not listening to her. Do you know the opioid crisis, why it initially was killing more white people? You know why? Tell us. Because doctors in America, the studies showed it. Doctors were saying, we're not going to prescribe the opioids to African-Americans because we think they're coming to us for drugs. So y'all got to take Tylenol. So they were overprescribing Oxycontin and all these powerful meds. And I said, well, my goodness, thank God, the one time racism benefited black people, and we were not overprescribed uh, 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 Oxycontin and other bills, uh, other pills. The white death rate has uh, the, the average average length of whites living in America has dropped largely because of the opioid crisis. What I'm so that's systemic. That is systemic in your system. We have to, we have How to, do we fix the sex? So first, well, well, systemic. Well, well, first of all, the way you first of all fix, fix anything systemic. You even acknowledge that it's systemic. That's first. Two, then you have to have your data and then go in and say, okay, now, let's now confront the reality of what we're facing. You cannot have in schools where you have largely white teachers who don't know how to handle black kids, whose automatic call is call the cops, where you now have kids who are in kindergarten and first grade who now are being handcuffed and now taken down to jail. What you have to deal with is in a school system, how do you deal with those children, but also where they're coming from? What's one of the issues? I talked to numerous superintendents and teachers. One of the biggest things is that kids are coming to school hungry. I did, when, I, when, when, when Republicans, when you're talking about food, you talk about food and talk about poor, when they wanted to cut SNAP benefits, I was sitting here going, now explain that to me. How we got the richest, prosperous country in the world, and we want to cut food benefits to folk who are hungry. Kids, teachers, principals, superintendents have said one of the biggest things that we're facing are kids who literally are coming to school who are hungry. That's why they can't study. Probably got discipline problems. So now, okay, this down, how do we deal with that? 
We have to acknowledge that even exists. What we can't do is from a macro political level is go, oh, oh, th these folks, y'all just don't want to work. It's called the working poor for a reason. They are working. I'm not going to just throw people under the bus and go, oh, you're just you're just ignorant. You don't want to work. I'm acknowledging the fact of the matter is when the Republican governor of Alabama about 10 years ago, he wanted to change the tax code and he used Jesus as the model. He said, folks, in Alabama, they were taxing the poor. They were taxing people beginning at forty six hundred dollars. I think it was forty six hundred dollars was ninety six hundred. He said these are poor people. He used evangelicals, white conservative evangelicals. He used he's campaigning. Jesus talked about how we help the poor, blah, 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 blah. He went through this whole deal. When it came time to vote, what do you think happened? Lost 65 to 35. So the same folk who love Jesus, the same folk who holler, oh, I'm pro-life and I love me some Jesus and I'm an evangelical. No, when it came to that, no, they voted with a pocketbook because they were saying, ah, oh, those broke poor people. A Republican governor, a conservative evangelical, they said, no, 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 it's our pocketbook. The problem we have in this country is we are frauds when we talk about we care about the poor. We are fraudulent when we I say agree. that. Both sides. And what happens is I, I said America. Yeah. I said America. That includes everybody. Wow. And, the pro and, and, and so what then happens is our economic policies screw them. And then we go, yeah. why you should pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. When the reality is, you think some politicians don't want to get blacks out of their financial. Some of these bad communities, you don't think they want them to let, let, let become me, independent, let, making money. You let, think some people would like to keep them let, where they're at? Let me be clear. In America, yes. In America, yes, because it's reflected in our policies. Talk, ha, have Reverend William Barr from the Poor People's so, Campaign. So, so if, and this is if not it's, just. If it's reflected in. And it's not life. just race. Roland. It's not just race. Roland, look. Because there's more broke white folks in America than black. When you run a, when you run a, a, a business and you have 40,000 agents nationwide and they're Hispanic, 54% uh, Hispanic, 24% uh, African American. This is our business. I have offices in Memphis. I have offices in Mississippi. Okay. I have offices in Chicago. I have offices in, uh, uh, you know, Southside. I can go offices in. Uh, I was just okay. in Calverton. Where's Calverton? Is in. Um, Where's Calverton? Calverton's in uh, Baltimore or D.C. I have offices in. I go to all the. I have offices in Tallahassee. I have offices everywhere. Okay. okay? And I go visit these places. Okay. Because it's what I need to do to go check on these, uh, these folks. You have to realize, 60% of our company, they're Democrats. Okay. point I'm trying that, to make to that you That ain't got nothing to do with what I'm talking but, about. But it, but it does to me because of I— Of course it does. Well, yeah, you're saying it in a sarcastic way. I'll tell you in my way. Because I want to find out what we can do to improve. And if the data improves— Republican policies are doing better, which they haven't had a chance to do because they haven't had to vote for four. That's a lie. That's they a lie. 92% has been voting no, no, that, no, Democrats stop, for stop, 59 stop. Right years. Here, right here. You act as if Republicans haven't won. The, the, you, they, what, I don't what, think you understand what I'm saying question. to you here. If you're a Republican and you win, is the, are African Americans still your constituent? No, no, no. Trump made a lot are, of progress in your community how, for 15 years. Hold on, hold on. Stop, stop, stop. For where? For where? Income? You want me to pull up the stats for you? Pull it up. Yeah. We had a net loss of jobs. 
Net loss of jobs. You, you counted COVID. Don't do that when you count COVID. Wait a minute. Hold on. Stop. stop. Don't, don't on, bring up on, COVID wait, and wait, say wait, net wait, loss wait, of wait, jobs. Wait a minute. So you don't bring up COVID. Oh, my so, God. So, You're so, going to say. No, no, wait, see, wait, by the way, wait, that's wait, what, what you just did. No, no, no. Do we what not, you just did. Do we did, not bring up. What you, you just wait, did. That's a, that's a validate. Wait a for three. What so the, you just did validates why that article about the appraisals being this. That's exactly what you just did. No, it's not. Doesn't tell the whole story. Here's the deal right here. Here's the deal. I love this here. This is what I love about this. I love about when people. Again, go, oh, let's take out what happened. I know he was president, not just him. Uh, same thing, Obama. It, when we, if we take out 2009, 2010, okay, oh, my God, this is what it looks like. I can't ignore 09 and 010 and 10. We can't go, well, my goodness, I know we had a war when FDR was president. Look, when you the president, you get the good and you get the bad. The assessment is overall. So, so, so the, pre pre global pandemic. Ball up. One second. He no, wasn't no, no, helping no, African Americans. The ra- he didn't. He was uh, unemployment. Everything wasn't going up during Trump in the first three years. So once the pandemic hit, that was bad news. Are we now saying that the president is responsible and gets credit for unemployment and uh, being low? Are we saying that? I'm saying every policy that he was doing no. to help African Americans. No, what you said. No, you said every was policy. Once the, once the no, pandemic I said name hit. the policy. Once I the said pandemic name the policy. Hit. I said name the policy. You said unemployment rate. That's not a policy. Because the reality right now is unemployment rate right now at the lowest in 54 years, including Trump. The black unemployment rate lowest in 54 years, including Trump. I'm asking. You said Trump helping policies. I'm asking you what policies. I didn't say policies. I said help helping African Americans. All no, no, the- no. You said policies. Can you name them? Can you name them? I'm what, waiting. What what I said to you is the Can you following. name the policy? What I said to you is the following. I said 59 years. Got it. You've had this vote. And How me, come you haven't made let, bigger okay, progress so in, in the same years? 59 years? You're going to say Republicans no, 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 have no, no, the House, no, no, Senate, no, no, and the no, no, presidency. Wait, 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 wait. Let me ask yes. you a question. If a Republican wins, uh-huh. are black folks still constituents? Of course. Okay. Sure. So when Republicans have won. Yeah. Show me again, mm-hmm. Republicans. Yeah. Whether we're talking about state, city, county, state, governor, or legislature, and Congress, show me how lives of black people have improved. I've asked you, there are 10 or more southern states. When you turn on every single news and every single personality <laughs> that says Republican doesn't want the good for you, it's the Democrats that are here to help you. Here's the deal. Yeah, there's there. you've had 59 and years. Getting, and Republicans in the same 59 the years have been elected, and what did they do? 92% of the vote you've had for 59 years. And in the same 59 years, they won. Yeah. And, but you can't, but you simply are ignoring that. But how much has improved? 27 out and of I'm, 30 and cities. I'm, and I'm asking you, in, the, yeah. in those same cities, in those yeah. same states, who are still constituents? Yeah. Yeah. Here's what here's the thing that again, and this is what was you for some reason, I don't know, like it was a block in your brain. If you are Republican, and I've said this to African Americans, you vote for somebody and your person don't win, you are still a constituent. And the reality is, <laughs> you are. It's so funny. You're still a constituent. It's so funny Ted, because, Ted, because Ted Cruz gave the, an interview yesterday yeah. when he was jammed up about by Margaret Brennan about Ted, how are you supporting a two-term limit in the United States Senate running for your third term. Mm-hmm. He goes, well, because the 30 million Texans want me there. No, it's a lot of Texans who didn't want you there, but we're still constituents. So the question still comes is, Senator Ted Cruz, what are you doing for African Americans? I can't act as if, you, you're acting as if Republicans have no responsibility, 
have don't have to do any policies that saying. even when they That's win even your, when they those win are your words. even when they win yeah. oh it's all on democrats and what i'm telling yeah. you is what we're dealing with in this country uh-huh. dealing with is yeah. you have one part that historically over the last uh, 50 plus years has just completely like i ain't talking to you yeah i ain't talking to you that's what you've had what i'm over here you've had democrats who have had some policies have had talk let me real clear, because I've jammed them up on many things. Absolutely should be doing more when we talk about rate of return. I jammed up President Obama directly, saying, I'm not just I'm not just excited because you're the first black president, you still the 44th president. And what I'm telling you is, because you won't answer that question, even in the places where Republicans have complete control, what are their policies? What do you want from them though? You want them oh to do God. what? You no, want CRT no, no, is what you no, want? Here's what, I, what would you like oh, from them? Well, I, I love what would I, you like I, from I, them? I love how you just throw, throw that up. Here's what I want. Yeah. I want them to treat black folks and Latinos or folks or anybody who did not vote for them as constituents. They are. What I don't, no, they're not. You think Democrats when, when, are treating when, when Republicans take, when, as constituents? Reads, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 excuse me. You no, no, think excuse me, Democrats excuse me, excuse me. are treating Hold Republicans nice, as constituents? Nice deflection. What la la land do you live in? Gov- no, no, you're in the la la land. Yeah. When Governor Tate Reeves, when Governor Tate Reeves of Mississippi said and proudly said when I was the treasurer of Mississippi, I purposely didn't send funds to Jackson, Mississippi. But now he wants to complain about the water crisis. Well, dude, what? You were the treasurer. You neglected resources. What city supplies more of the state's revenue in Mississippi? Jackson. What supplies more of the sales tax revenue? Jackson. But you wanted to deny the resources to the very same city. That's Republican. And what I'm telling you is, and I don't, again, I don't know why you just somehow like rose colored. The issue I'm saying is this here. If Republicans want to be like Missouri, show me, fine, show me. But I'm telling you, I don't know how many black Republicans you've sat with, but I've sat with a hell of a whole lot. And their their yeah. great frustration is their own party won't even listen to them. Have Roland, you ever talked to Michael Steele? Roland, I'm just asking, who, you ever talked to Michael Steele? I, 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 I have not. I okay. would not have a problem having him on. Okay, he was a brother who actually ran the Republican National Committee. Yeah. And he will openly tell you of the absolute frustration he had with Republican leaders on the very same thing that we're talking about. So let me ask you a different question. So you can yell Democrats all day. I'm telling you black Republicans. I got you. You've had 59 years and 27 out of 30. (laughs) And Republicans have been elected in 27 out of 30 cities. There we go. Here's a question for you. During COVID, what state do you think handled COVID the best? Well, we say handle COVID the best. Yeah, which one? First which, of all, which, well, which one's policies handle COVID the best? When you say handle COVID the best, yeah. you had first of all, you got to break that thing. You had you had testing, you had your vaccine, mm-hmm. then you had your mask, then you had your businesses. I think different states did things well. The greatest problem was that they were left to their own devices because of gross ignorance coming out of the White House. Be specific with the states. Which one? First of all, I'm unpacking it. First of all, I'm all ears. First of all, when you had states that were forced to compete for equipment, and that was just stupid. Again, you had failure of leadership. So when I look at, I look at the various states. When I look at what California did, some things good. 
when I look like at what? Well, what? Excuse me. Oh, I'm, 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 Are you going to get to I'm, it? I'm, I'm walk- to, to see what they I, did good? I, I said I'm walking through it. Okay. Some of the lockdowns they had were good. When I look at some of the mask mandates that took place um, in places like Georgia were good. When I look at some of the places in Florida, good. When I look at some of the policies that took place in New York State were good because it was based upon nursing homes. It was based upon hospitals. It That was such a, again, the, the, the problem that we had statewide was that you had such gross neglect federally that it was disjointed all around the country. When you had Maryland, like, flying private planes and trying to find equipment and doing stuff along those lines, and they were able to get some of that sort of stuff. So you had, so you had Republican governors, Democratic governors in different states who were doing things well. Who was the best? Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I interrupted you, hoping you would say it. You said what California did good with the lockdown you said Georgia mask. You didn't say anything about New York, what they did right, and what Florida did. No, no, no. What I said, what I, what I said, I said. You didn't say what Florida I did, did. Right, what I New said, York did right. I actually did. And also I said in New York in terms of uh-huh. what they were doing with their nursing homes, hospitals, and restaurants. How about Florida? Florida. Florida, same thing. Some of the mask mandates and also, and again, also when it came to testing. What the problems that we saw, again, yeah. was that this thing was so fast moving. And again, no real federal leadership mm-hmm. so these states were left to like fend for themselves yeah. and i think one of the greatest one of the greatest you know most shameful thing is when you got a state that were overpaying for goods and services when it should have been run through the federal government and actually streamlined states should not have been competing against one another and fighting for equipment what maryland what, 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 what republican governor hogan was doing in maryland trying to compete against Democratic governor in Virginia competing against a Democratic governor in New York competing against a, a Republican governor in Florida. That was absolutely crazy. Yeah. But again, there were some very good things. Thank God we had folks who ramped up testing facilities, who ramped up, who were using stadiums and things along those lines. And so those things were good. But there so, were a lot of things that were bad. Let and me so, ask you, let me ask again, you. it was some good, yeah. a lot of bad. Roland, how do you judge uh, uh, data, specific to data? How do you judge the best country to live in with the best opportunities? Well, here's the deal. When you, when, when, like we, when you say that, yeah. there are numerous factors there. Sure. So you go economic, you go health, uh-huh. you go education, you go right. quality of living, you go environment, you go all of that. Yeah. And so there's, there are reports that, or studies done that America's not at the top. There are other countries. Now, here's the deal. We go, oh, my God, that's not us. Are there other countries better educationally than the United States? Yes. When it comes to our healthcare system, some parts of our system, great. I'm from Houston. Texas Medical Center, uh, uh, MD Anderson, yeah. Cancer Institute, tops in the country. Sure. The other aspect, awful. What I recognize is that we ain't perfect. We're good. We're great areas, but we aren't great in other areas. When we complain about human rights abuses in China, we act like police violence don't happen here. The fact of the matter is... It's a big difference. Okay. Tell it to the person who got beat. Yeah, it's a big difference. Yeah, tell it to the person who got beat. Tell it to the person... <laughs> tell, it to the per- the, the, tell it to the person the, who had the, to bury they, a family member the, the, due to police violence, the, but go ahead. Uh, that's the, uh, don't, don't pin the p- 
position as a person not being sympathetic to the loss. I didn't of say not being sympathetic. Yeah, we, I'm I, saying if some, yeah, there's I'm a, saying when when your when your child or your son dude, or your dog's been beaten I, and I, killed. I lived in guess I lived, what? I lived in a country called Iran at a time where you couldn't tell people you were Christian. And trust me, it's not a place to be. Well, it's what, a what, what, very what, big what, difference what, what, between what, China and U.S. What, but what, 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 trust let, me, what, trust me. I've interviewed enough mothers and fathers yeah. who've had children who've been the victims of police violence who will say, guess what? They didn't live in Iran, but they child is still dead. Right. I agree. That's a, a catastrophic on what happened. I saw the video on Ty, uh, uh, on Tyree Nichols of what happened. Uh, I, I had a hard time watching. And you, I, you know what I haven't heard? And I keep asking my, my Republican friends this here. The, the billions that we spend every year on uh, police settlements, do you know who I rarely hear saying anything? Fiscal conservatives. Let me come back. I wonder that. why. Let, we'll finish. How about we finish it off with that? That's fine. Right, let's stay on this topic here. You said judging a great country, right? Right. And you said all those different things. Okay, great. How do you judge a great restaurant? Well, customer service. Okay. Cleanliness. Yeah. Quality of food. Yeah. Ambiance. Mm-hmm. Some places, it's the music. Yeah. All depends on what you all depends on what you like. What's your favorite food? What do you like? Oh, first of all, my grandpa's from Louisiana. It's gumbo. Okay. All right. <laughs> I love cool. It. I'm good with that. <laughs> Uh, okay, it's so, gumbo. So when you see, what is the most packed restaurant where you're at right now? Packed restaurant, like Friday night is jam-packed. It, it could be the hole in the wall with great food. Yep. It could be STK. It could be Prime 112. There you go. Hell, I'm from Texas, and it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Damn it, it's Whataburger. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so it don't, it don't, I'm, eat, I'm it with don't you. It don't even matter. I'm with you. So it ain't, it ain't no Michelin. It yeah. no, it's just I'm totally it, with it, you. time and place. Time and place. <laughs> I'm totally with and you. And who the hell is open? I'm, I'm with you. So, so, But a part of it comes down to. And not to, in and out. Whataburger. So, well, listen, this is team in and out here. Just want to let you know. The and, hell and with we're, in and out. we're willing to compromise with five guys. Dre- I don't want salad dressing <laughs> on my damn burger. By the way, have you tried five guys or no? Dude, I tried five guys, but it ain't Whataburger. I don't want salad dressing on my I, burger. I can't damn do water burger. It's, so either, funny. it's either mustard. I can't do it. It's ketchup. You know. I lived in Texas five years. I can't do it. See, but, that's right. I'm glad, but here's a part. I'm, I'm glad here's you part. left. Here's <laughs> I'm glad you left. I'm what, team water burger. Damn it. You left as well. No, I didn't. <laughs> where are you living I'm at? A re- I'm a registered voter in Texas. But where are you living? I still own my house. Where I live in li- both places. Nah, come on now. Now you. <laughs> no, I, I ask you when where you. I'm trying to tell you. Stop it. I'm trying to tell you. So let me go back to this. The way to judge. I still pay them damn property taxes. The way tell me where I live. The way to judge. You're also paying state taxes in Texas, which I'm sure you appreciate. No, actually, over. you're not. You don't pay state taxes in Texas. That's the no, point. So no you like the tax. state taxes you're paying no, in Texas. No, I'm just stating. You don't pay ta- state income taxes. Of course I know. I'm just you don't stating pay a state. policy. I get that. And that's. It. I would much rather pay Texas a state income tax but than Virginia. Did, yeah, but you still have yeah. a lot of property taxes, So, so uh, nowhere. And hospital district taxes. And school taxes. Would you flip it? Would you, cool. rather, play, would you rather pay the it's property it's a, or the I, state taxes? Actually, it's all based upon. Actually, I looked at both, and it's really based upon. No, I'm trying to tell you. It's based Bro. upon where you actually live. I'm trying to tell you. State. So you would take 13% state taxes of I, California no, no. and I just, pay lower real see, estate? Nice, nice trick trying to go to California. You mentioned Virginia and Texas. What I'm saying is when I look at both of them, I'm looking at priorities in those places yeah. and what you're actually paying. Let's stay on this here. Okay. So you chose to go there. The, the, the way to judge a great country to me, one of the best factors is immigration. Okay. okay. America leads it with 41 million. Okay. China's losing. They're net. People are leaving. Russia's uh, losing. Actually, People actually, are leaving. Actually, first of all, China's, first of all, they're not leaving. China's one-child policy 30 years ago screwed them. No, but they're so also they actually, leaving. It's, but, they're, but, it's both. But it's their birth. You're right, but they're also leaving. Yeah, but Badilla, is, if you were still having kids, 
You're not worried about who's but leaving. People, but people are leaving. They ain't had kids. You're right. But people are leaving. I don't know who leaving. the hell thought that was a good idea. <laughs> but, and guess what? The fact that they can stop you. Can't you can't catch up. Yeah. So here's the other part. So the other part is when you look at uh, uh, policies during COVID, who did it best? What's the best way to gauge it? You said those things, those items, right? It, it, again, there is no best way to gauge it because that is going to be subjective. It's what do you think was most important? Do you think vaccines? Do you think keeping businesses open? Do you think testing? What was most important? Do you think uh, mask updates? It's There's all based no way upon to reason with you. There's no, no, no way no. to reason with I you. Just don't, I'm just simply not yeah. agreeing with you. There are different ways to assess what you think so, is so, best so based me, upon priority. So let me ask you. So you watch sports? Yes. What do you like? What do you mean what I like? Are you going Eagles or Chiefs? I don't give a damn about either one. I'm Houston. So you're Houston. So you, I okay. am born and raised in Houston. I don't Rockets, care who wins. Astros. He's an Astros fan. I just sure. said Houston. Okay. Got what it. does Houston mean? So I got you. Anybody in Houston. Right. So, so I don't give a damn who wins. So th- does the score at the end, is it subjective? No. There's a score. There's a score. Okay. So is there a way to have a score on what state handled the no, best? No, it's not. Really? Because no, no, no. There, no, there is, uh-huh. but it is still subjective because that will be weighing whatever, however you want to apportion. In football, it's simple: six points for a touchdown, one point for a PAT, three yeah. points for a field goal, two for a safety. Okay, that's the deal. Over here, it's subjective. It's whoever so is deciding. I am just curious what to know what you're going to say with this. So the fact that California had its first net loss to population. Since 1851, and that New York lost 330. Is there any of that that's subjective to you? Why people leave? People leave for various reasons. First time since 1851, California had a net loss. Okay. And right now we have, here's the whole deal. I look at what happens. So, for instance, yeah. when we were, talk, we were talking about, which is the basis of my book, White Fear, we're talking about the be, nation becoming a majority minority country by 2043. Why is that? White folks stop having kids. Okay, why is that? Why is the average death rate among white Americans higher in 12 states than the average birth rate? I, when, so, when something happens, I'm going back to you and your housing appraisal. I didn't see the data. You have to ask the question, why? Why is this happening? Yeah. Why is the Rust Belt losing population? One of the reasons the Rust Belt is losing population, because when you get the great migration of African-Americans from the south to the north, where were they going? Chicago. They were going to Gary, Indiana. They were going to Detroit. They were going to St. Louis and those places. What has been happening? There have been people who are like, you know what? We can move back home. Land issues. And so if somebody, if, if, when I'm looking at something, I am then go, okay, why are they leaving? Not just, oh, they're leaving. I can't assign it to COVID. I can't assign it to just this. I need to know why people are leaving. Have they been surveyed? Can you pull up uh, Power Versus Force? Just pull up Power Versus Force. I just want to show something to you. This sure. book changed my life. I, I would recommend, go to images. Go to images if you can. I just want to, this, this book is a life-changing book. Oprah Winfrey uh, talked about this a long time ago. Go to the one that says the color, the color, the color uh, bottom left. Yeah, that one right there. So it explains different levels that we go through. Mm-hmm. Shame at the bottom, which is the lowest level of consciousness. Then it's guilt, apathy, grief, fear, desire, anger, pride, courage, neutrality, willingness, acceptance, reason. Then you got love, joy, peace, enlightenment. Okay? I feel like 
you can't be wrong at all. Okay, and I, it's it's mathematically impossible to have a conversation to say, I think this is where we got it wrong. Here's what we could do. This here why? we can do that. I I don't see a, I don't know if there's an ability to say. I can see how we can improve in this area. I can see how we can improve in that area based on the conversation I'm having with you. But you run a company. We do this exact same thing in companies. The reality is this here. When I'm looking at a show, yeah, folks go like, "Was that a great show?" Oh, I think they'll they'll, they'll say this is a great show. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. What I'm what I'm saying, right? Because I own a company, right? It was if somebody goes, "Well, that was a great show," to them that was a great show. To me, I'm looking at the show a different way. Right. I'm looking at. Graphics, speed of playing clips. Sure. I'm looking at that. So I may not say it's a great show. That's why I'm saying it is subjective based upon who is answering that particular question. And so you may have numerous studies or surveys. Just like, like I love these surveys when they say uh, the greatest, the, the cities with the best food. You go, huh? How the hell is that city number three? I've been there. Again, it's subjective. And so that's all I'm saying. When I'm looking at something, like your question about COVID, it varies depending upon what you think was the most important thing. That's all I'm saying. So I'm not saying that city was awful. That I, I, state I just was told bad. You, first time California has lost its population since 1851. You said because whites are not having babies. No, 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 no. That's not what I said. What I, no, that's not what I said. <laughs> Say again, no. What you, did you say? No. What did you say? Are you actually actively listening? I am 100% This listening is what I'm you. saying. What I'm yeah. saying is when something happened, yeah. like losing this, X number of people since this, my first thing is, hmm, why? You haven't said that. You haven't said it. Why? It's the second question. We, you got to be deeper than mustard on a hot dog. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When that again for me, when I see something, I go, "Why?" When I saw, when, when I remember watching sixty minutes and China's one child uh, deal, I was kind of like, "It hey, like look good right now, but trust me, it's gonna catch up." So a couple months ago, when I saw they were complaining about the lack of folks working in manufacturing facilities, and I was like, "You can you can trace what's happening with China's population right now." To that one-child policy because that's 30 years of kids never being born. So what I'm saying is we got to be deeper than just throw it out there. We try to. We got to ask not, the question it's why. It's not possible. I've been asking you. It's not true. Why question when you, when you When you threw out crime, well, I when, walked when, through when you, what is – hold when, on. When, when, you, I asked when you said 27 out of 30, I specifically said here are the reasons why. Why? Why? It's Austin's fault. It's Republicans' fault. I didn't ask, it's no. the state's fault. It's this. There was no answer. So it was let's, answers. Let's, let's, you just didn't like the answer. No, it's not I don't like the answers. I'm genuinely trying to find out what policies are going to make this better or step out of the way and, and I see said, what happens. I told you, you asked the yeah. question, and I say it point blank. If you're talking about how do you impact African Americans and how do you change, I walk you through four of them. I was very specific. Economics. Education. Systemic was your first. He well, obviously systemic because systemic is actually what's driving the driving the macro. Okay, yeah. So you got to deal with that. Yeah. You, you got to. So again, economics. Mm -hmm. You got to deal with health. Yeah. Education, housing. Those are the fundamental four. 
during the first Reconstruction period after slavery, 10 to 12 years, 1865 to 1877, you had probably the greatest growth, if you will, in terms of African-American community, but didn't last long because of the Great Compromise of 1877, which then ushered in Jim Crow for 92 years. Then you had your second Reconstruction, which was the Black Freedom Movement, some call it the Civil Rights Movement, 1955 to 1968. Those were laws being changed in the first one, 13th, 14th, 15th Amendment, and the second, Civil Rights Act, Voting Rights Act, Fair Housing Act. The problem with those two is that economics wasn't one. The, free, the Freedmen's, ba- Freedmen's Bank was created in the re- Reconstruction period. Guess what? What is now estimated, based upon hearing Lewis Skipgate's documentary, $3 billion in black ass- assets were essentially wasted or stolen and was never a bank bailout. $3 billion. What would the black community look like that $3 billion wasn't essentially stolen? What would the black community today look like if Tulsa wasn't burned down, if Rosewood wasn't burned down? What would black, black community look like today if African-Americans who owned land in the South were not run out of cities and towns, leaving land threatened by the Klan with death? What, what would that look like? And what I'm laying out to you is that's history. You talk about Iran, Okay. We helped overthrow Mosaday in 1953. You were pissed off with that crap in 1979. You know what Americans do? It's a damn shame what happened to our embassy in 1979. We can't act like what happened in 53 didn't matter. Because you were 18 and 53, you were middle-aged when you were in 1979. What I'm saying is, when I'm looking at the condition, I can't be narrow in looking at it. I have to look at how that was created. And if I deny how it's created, I can't have a real conversation on how to fix it. Yeah. So, but I gave you four. Right. So, Tyree Nichols, first time you saw it, what was your reaction? First, you heard the story. Then when they released the video, what actually, was your reaction? Actually, I was not shocked. In fact, um, they described it as worse than Rodney King. And I thought that. Um, but when I saw it, and I'm, and again, I had his daughter, Rodney King's daughter on, the, on my show. I'm not comparing the two. It wasn't as worse as Rodney King, but it was still it was still pathetically awful. Mm-hmm. Rodney King lived. Ty- Tyree Nichols died three days later, but Rodney King also died early because of the massive trauma he sustained, the head trauma, uh, and had physical physical ailments for the rest of his life. So, but the thing I also realized is wh- why that didn't shock me. Folks like it were black cops. I'm like, oh y'all thought it was a black white thing. It's always been a blue thing. Oh, it's been a blue thing because we have to deal with what happens in police departments. I've talked to too many chiefs who are grossly, who are greatly frustrated because people think, oh, change the police chief. You know, in any company, you can be the CEO giving order with your middle management. Don't force it to happen in the next level. It doesn't happen. We have to, and all this, all oh, we got good, you know, good apples and bad apples. It's BS. Because what's the fundamental thing that happens in police departments? I ain't going to, what do they say? Let's get rid of stop snitching. The greatest, the greatest don't snitch is in police departments. Cops are scared. Cops won't come forward to call another cop out because they're going to get ostracized. That's an that's a issue. I've long said, if you have body cameras and dash cams, if that cop turns it off or doesn't turn it on, automatic firing. Why are you turning it off? Why are you not turning it on? In Chicago, they were breaking the antennas mm. off of the dash cams uh, so it wouldn't record. Yeah. 
Because cops were doing that. Why did Anita Alvarez and why, well, actually, why Lord Life get elected? Because they held that Laquan McDonald tape for a whole damn year knowing the cops were lying. Knowing. <clears throat> knowing they were lying. And when that video was released, we actually saw. So we see too often in this country where cops are lying on police reports. Look at the Tyree Nichols police report. Oh, he was, he was sweating profusely. He was abusive. Then we see the body cam footage. So what does that tell you when you see case after case after case after case of cops lying on reports, of body camera videos showing this here? You, you have a systemic problem. And then the answer isn't just, hey, let's have more training. No. I believe what the retired LAPD Sergeant Cheryl Dorsey said. There's got to be annual, she says, every two year mental evaluations of police officers. There are people, they got a badge and a gun. Man, the power that they have, think about it. They have the power to literally take your life and go back to work. I believe when you got that kind of power, that comes with great responsibility, and I don't play around with that. And it's just, it, we, we've got to deal with this here because last year, the, the, the most people killed by cops uh, in history was last year. Why? How do we change it? How do we fix it? How do, how do we change somebody, the white guy who's partially blind, coming from jury duty, and they walk up to him. I, I think that was here in Florida, I think. And, hey, you got a weapon. No, I, I got my, my blind stick. And they literally arrest the dude. He was just coming from jury duty. Mm-hmm. There are cops that abuse their power. <clears throat> we got to deal with that. And we got to just be honest about it. Yeah, I, I was... Uh I was a victim of police brutality when I was, I want to say, 16 years old, Halloween, you know, hands on the car. And I remember seeing hands on the car, mistaken identity, a rookie comes out of the car, kicks my ankle, and almost breaks my ankle. I agree with the it, – the only thing that sucks when you come to this is there's, they're human beings at the end of the day. So when we have, I don't know, let's say how many cops are in America – I'm just I'll throw over a fake. Let's say five million, right, Roland? In that five million, I don't care how much we're gonna do and how much we're gonna train, the human element is yes. still there. Which so which yes. it just sucks unless we're gonna have robots yes. at no, some no, point. Here's the, yeah. here's the deal. You have the human element. Yes. But what we have to do is stop acting like, well, I think it was in Connecticut. That's where I was that's where mine happened. It was a black guy, little this is the video. He's get on your knees. He's literally his hands up, he's going on his knees. Cops rear back, kicks him in the head, mm-hmm. knocks him unconscious. I saw that. Goes to trial, not guilty. Yep. You're like, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, those did, cases. Did y'all see? And yeah. so what happens is, so yeah. what happens is, and I can tell you, been in Chicago for six years. When they came in with the Justice Department, cops are like, oh yeah, yeah, we regularly will call, call use the N word. Yeah, we wreck. They admitted, yeah, we would pick up a gang member and we would drop them off in a rival neighborhood uh, just to see what happens. Okay, I know you think it's, it's a gang member. What the hell? The Holman Street facility where lawyers didn't even know that their clients were being held. You're like, that's why I'm talking about, I'm talking about China. It's like, what the hell? When Chicago had to pay out $40 million in reparations because John Byrd you know, took Vietnam-era tactics and was attaching electrical cords to the testicles of these men to force confessions, and they knew it all of these years. These guys were sitting in prison for 10 and 15, 20 years, 
and they knew it was forced confession. There was a judge in Chicago a couple of years ago. Uh, maybe it was a year ago. He got so pissed. He had eight cops who were flat out lying. The judge went to the police accountability board and said, these cops are flat out lying on the witness stand. The judge was so offended. That's why Kim Fox, that's why uh, uh, Shan Brayboy and, and, and Prince George, they literally say these cops, will ne- we will not, they will never take the stand because they are known lies. Yeah. Now, so, again, somebody will say, well, Roland, you know, look, it's not all cops, but you don't want your kid, your kid to be on the, on the receiving end of that lying cop. That is what has to change in this country. The problem is folks are like, well, you know, but, you know, it's just a few. You're like, a few? Cleveland's under its second consent decree in 10 years. Dude, what? What the hell? And again, that is a it is a power thing. You, you know thing. what I like the most? You know what I it's like the most? power thing. What, what I think, by the way, th- there is the power thing. I had a friend of mine who was a cop who was the sweetest guy. When he became a cop, every year he got more and more and more and more like, uh, you know, let me tell you who I am and all this stuff. Right. And I'm like, you know what? It, I said, one day he sat him down and said, listen, you're not the same guy. I said, I don't like the way you're talking to your girl. You seem like a little too hardcore right now. This wasn't you. You were the sweetest guy we had here. And finally he got fired. He literally got fired. But the reason why he got fired was for a different reason. It was for steroids. But he got fired. And well, yeah, that product that, added to the well, hell. That product not explaining not damn using it, not using it. Uh, oh, uh, distributing it. Distributing. Oh, it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so it didn't work out. Okay, and he got out. And we'd have the conversation. I think the best thing that if you think about accountability wise, the last ten years when it comes onto issues like this, no invention has been more to hold everybody accountable than camera phones. Think about what that's done. The fact that you are able to record and you see the story and the camera on the cops, well, I'd say well, that's... Well, Rialta... The, it's the, getting a lot better. The, the, I mean, the, the first police department, it was, it was Rialta, California. And when they went to body, camera, body cameras, there was a 70... I think it was like a 77% drop in the number of um, reports filed against cop for police abuse. And it was a drop in the number of reports of the cops claiming folks were attacking them. Yes, because you get the cameras. Right. I love yeah. that. The, pro- the, the the problem the problem yeah. that we still so so but here's the deal. But the cameras are not the panacea. They are a tool. But what's not what you say but the phone, but what's now happening in various states like Arizona. Oh, we're going to pass laws you can't record us. See, but, now it's like now it's a, or or no no, you got to be the reasoning. What do they say the reason is? It's it's always a BS reason, but we know why. What happens is you don't want to get yeah. recorded, and so, and, and look, it was. And we talk about the power of the phone. Yeah, I'm flying. In, I'm flying. I don't know where the hell I'm flying. I'm going through Chicago. There's a there's a, a, a shoe shine stand, but no mm-hmm. person is there. Mm-hmm. So this guy is sitting like on the on the on, where, on, where, on, they, where they shot in the shoe. I got right, you sitting there. We're yeah. sitting in one of the seats. Yeah. So he's on Facetime, I think, with his wife or daughter or somebody. So I walk up. I said, excuse me, I won't take a seat. Fuck you. Jesus. No, you're not sitting down here. Fuck you. I go, excuse me? I go, I'm sorry. Who are you talking to? <laughs> he stands up. You're not fucking sitting here. I go, let me get airport police. I said, I'm not about dealing with you today. Mm-hmm. And so then, 
well, okay. And so I, he goes, I said, let me explain something to you. You're lucky I have all of the grace of Jesus today. I said, I could have pulled my phone out and I could have made your ass real popular in 30 seconds. Do you know how lucky you are today? Well, well, I said, no, 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 no. I want you to understand. Now, mind you, while I'm talking, hey, Roland, love your work. Hey, bro, black guy come, white guy walk by, white, hey, what? He, so he, now all of a sudden he's like, I said, do you understand I got four million followers? You almost lost your job today. Oh, no, no. I'm, uh, uh, I'm sorry, you sit down. I said, no, no, no. You need to ask yourself, why did you decide to just to cuss me out? I said, you lucky I didn't pull one of my two phones out. There's a lot of these places, they don't want people recording because they don't want the truth. And that's my problem when the bills. Now, if you want to say, hey, you can't be in three feet. That's get fine. Because mm-hmm. you're saying, you're in, no, that's not what a lot of these folks are trying to do. They don't this want. Is it, this is Arizona? They, I think it's Arizona. Is it passed? They, uh, yeah. Oh, it passed. And more states are looking at that because they don't want the, that accountability. Mm-hmm. And it's increasing. And, and again, I've supported body cameras, but I've also said, if you're a cop, the moment you get in that car, click, it's on, everything's recorded. I don't know if y'all saw the story where the cops didn't realize they body cameras were on and they were stealing money. Oh, yeah, yeah I just from, saw from, that, yeah. And they, they, didn't really, they went, <laughs> uh-oh, shit. I yeah, it's already, right. too, it's so, a wrap at that well, point. Well, that's how, yeah. the, uh, I think it was insane, the, 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 one, the female cop, she was busted using the N-word because the body cameras were recorded. Yep. Okay, and again, I just say, I just simply say, if you turn it on, you it's turn eight it feet. Off. It's eight feet of the police. Yeah, yeah. that's what. Because it is. at that point, because so you I'll, can record, they just don't want you. Yeah, to Yeah, don't be want you close. And, right. and I agree because no, no, but, but though some states are, were actually talking about blocking people from actually which recording, is ridiculous. Cops, saying that's ridiculous. It's interfering with their police official police yeah. duty. That to me, I'm saying that's wrong. Yeah, there has to be accountability. I, 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 I think I think camera is keeping all of us honest yep. and. Uh, but the problem think, is, it, after you might have that video. Yeah. But still, now you got to get to, is the DA going to take it to the grand jury? Because it's a lot of DAs don't want to piss yeah, off Yeah, but you know, you know what's changed today. And then, you go, let's, say, let's say you do go to trial, yeah. like the Connecticut story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There have been examples where you're sitting at home going, look, I don't know how in the hell this guy's going to get off. But a jury, it's because in this country, <clears throat> we give so much authority to police so much authority to police that people <clears throat> the human part which is why in a lot of times <coughs> the charges will get downgraded by the jury yeah i'm not we're not comfortable convicting them on first degree or second degree murder so let's take it down to manslaughter and so we still have this thing in america here yeah, but but it's the cops. You know why I disagree. Let me let me tell you why. Juries have said it. No, no, I understand. Juries said it, but here's the pro- Here's the uh, progress. My my biggest thing is progress, and I think we're making mm-hmm. a lot of progress. I did. I think I we're making too. a lot of progress. Hold up. Why? I'll tell you. I think we're making a lot of progress because um, it's preventing both sides to make up any stories. Mm-hmm. Okay. So say the jury says, nah, we're not going to do it. No problem. Just post it on Facebook. Hold up. Post it on Facebook. Post it on Twitter. It gets millions but on it, top of millions. But it, of doesn't, you- but it doesn't matter, though, if 
We see the video. Again, I'm using connect example. We see the video. It gets posted. They go to trial. It's found out guilty. And you're going, how did how did y'all see? What were y'all looking at? And so then it becomes that person was never held accountable. Then it becomes like Tamir Rice. Well, that's areas we need to. That's areas. No, that no, but but I but I asked you. You said you said it's improving, but why? You're, wait. So to ask me the question, why not? You're saying it's not. No, 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 no. no I'm not saying that. Why but is I, it no, improving? No, I'm saying I is, give you my answer. Go ahead. What you? Why, what do you think it is? Pub, because publicly, you can't deny what we saw when the video came out. For Tyree Nichols, it, that day, right. nobody was a Republican, no Democrat, right. Independent. Yeah. Because here's the deal. Here's the deal. Examples like that, yeah. it, it, just flat out. But but it, like even the Fraternal Order Police released a statement, which they never do. Here's actually why it's gotten better. Because I'm about to drive you crazy. It's gotten better because... Lightfoot. No. <laughs> of, because of activists on the ground... That have been demanding accountability. Antifa, that have interesting. Been, that have been, no, no, no. See, no. You said Antifa. That have been demanding accountability. That have been going to those city council meetings, those state legislatures, and yeah, and hmm. we started throwing out hardcore right wing prosecutors, and you begin to have prosecutors. No, no, no. So I'm that's tra- why. No, no, no. I'm trying to tell you. Can you please no, send no, those no. activists to I'm, those no, 27 no, no, cities? No, no. I'm, tra- I'm, tra- I'm trying to tell you. First of all, first of all, you clearly don't understand about Chicago because they've been on Lightfoot's ass from day one. Yeah. What I'm what I'm saying is what I'm saying is activists. But she gets reelected because act- of politicians. Activists, dude. First of all, the polling right now shows in fourth place. Activists, I know. I saw that. So which is good. Tr- yeah, but you trust which me. Is good. You. you she, I, she's still. She's done. <laughs> I know what's happening on the ground in Chicago. You ain't understand that. Here's the deal. Activists have played a role in changing public perception. A huge, huge role. And so we cannot, I, I, we, I love people who want to deny the role of activism and marches yeah. and protesting, but that's a huge reason why Protest public perception all you is want. Changing. Just don't hurt your cities and go into, you know, Louis Vuitton stores and anything like that. If you don't do that, go for it. Keep doing it. Well, here's the You know what I like about what Tyree Nichols' mom said? Here's what I like about what Tyree Nichols' mom said. She said, Protest, but please don't hurt our cities. Dude, we understand all that. What okay, a first, great thing the, she said. Duh, but how about yeah. this? How about this here? Don't kill somebody, so we don't even get to that. See, I, I love folk who love say, "Oh my God, uh, uh, don't tear anything down, don't burn anything down." How about you don't uh, kill anybody? Because here's the one thing here: you can you can run this. Here we go. In, surprise! In, in, I'll surprise Please. you. I'll I surprise don't think you, you will. Do, do, I know okay. what you could. Do you do you know what was the precursor to nearly every riot in the sixties? Tell me, police violence. Okay, nearly every single one. Jimmy Lee Jackson and Selma yeah. killed by cops. When you look at what happened uh, in uh, Detroit, what happened in L.A., what happened in Harlem, it's twenty twenty three. No, 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 no. I'm I'm giving you historical. I'm trying to walk you through what what preceded the riots. In nearly every case, it was police violence. Even Dr. King, when he went to L.A. after the Watts riots, Mm -hmm. he thought, oh, I thought Los Angeles was the land of golden opportunity. He did not realize how deep the racism was in Los Angeles. What I'm saying is we, we should be thankful for the people who took to the streets, the activists, uh, the folks who rallied around Black Lives Matter, right, right. the people who the people the people who uh, organized and protested, because the system has to change, and the system only changes when the people 
put pressure right. on the system. Can, if, if the activists are listening, please go to those 27 cities and demand change. And I'm begging to, you. And, please and, go and to those 27 out of 30 cities because they also are there to go to those cities. Those they need help, those same Seriously. Those same activists. Contact first, first our friend first, Roland first here. Get the list of 27 first cities first and go to them. I've actually talked to them. They are there. <laughs> and they're in Mississippi yeah. fighting uh, the worst penitentiaries there as wow. well where Republicans are running it. Roland, and Tennessee. Let me, let me tell you what, what I like. And Georgia. Let me tell you what I like. And me, Arkansas. Let me tell you what I like about today. And Tennessee. You know what I like about today? I like the fact that you came. Period. But let me tell you why I respect them. Because well, I didn't. I mean, that was the well. What on Twitter? This is how it started. The what? Twitter was. I asked and I said, "Hey, who would you like to see on the podcast next?" Okay. And then your name was tagged. Invite Roland. Invite Roland. You never. Want. And then you said, "Anytime, any place." And I said, "Book him." And then boom. By the way, we don't even do podcasts on Mondays. But he just booked. He says we got it on Monday, and you coming out having this conversation. Yeah, I, I was honored by the Trayvon Martin Foundation last night. I think the audience won today, okay, for mm-hmm. listening to this conversation. And you know what's going to happen. What? Yeah. They're going to say, damn, Roland was right. It was killing <laughs> I'm letting you know. I think they're going to say, this I, man's I, got the biggest ego no, in media. They're going to say, you weren't listening. He kept answering yeah. your questions. Well, I think, <laughs> I think the people, the people I want to hear from are the people in the middle who both disagreed with me and with you. The people who agree with everything you say, who agree with you, I, I'm not I'm just, I'm just letting you know right now. And the people the that mills, are on the other side. I'm, I'm letting inter- you right now. The middle's going to disagree. They're going to agree with me. I'm just letting you know right now. The who is? The middle. And the, the right. I'm just the, letting you know right now. The middle's going to agree I, with you. I'm, I'm trying to let you, I'm trying to like let you yeah. down right now because it's going to be rough for you. You, you think you're so? You're going to be like, damn, what, you think? what more could I have done? I don't know if I agree with you. I guarantee you. But you know what? The fact that I know you need it more than I do because my confidence is no, okay, no, no, I'll I give it to you. No, I don't need you're it. You're right. Because here's the deal. You are right, here's Roland. A, here's the deal. I you are right. Here's what you understand. You're amazing. No, no, here's what I understand. You're the greatest. Here's the thing. I didn't even pull y'all yeah. up. No, 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 seriously. I didn't. When my publicist, she was like, oh, here's the topics. I'm like, I don't need the topics. I'm like, I don't care what you understand. When I was at CNN, Bill Bennett, it was supposed to be James Carville and me, and Bill Bennett goes, I'm not going on. It's two against one. I was like, Bill, you're a punk. I said, Bill, if it's five against one, I said, I feel sorry for y'all five. I said, why are you scared? You, so for you me, had a rough showing today. So for me, this who, was a rough showing for you today. Oh, not at all. Oh, it's, it was a rough. Oh, showing not at today. all. You've done better than today. Not at all. You've done much better than today. Not at all. I know you don't want to hear it because you've been like this since third grade, <laughs> but you had a rough day today. No, no, I didn't. I had you a great did. day. Okay. Because guess what? Uh, we still world champs. But they did cheat against okay. the. Come on, let's be honest. They cheated and they all got in trouble and nothing really happened to any of them. And what? And did the Yankees have a letter sent to them that they fought not to be released? In fact, didn't Will Clark say, hell, if you ain't cheating, you ain't playing? I don't agree with any of that. But guess what? Who whooped that ass this year? I don't want to talk about that. Thank hey, you. once a cheater, always a cheater. Roll yes. right. great, just great, greatest, got that broken stadium y'all got here in my house. Greatest rocket of all time. <laughs> greatest rocket of all time? All time. Oh, easy. Akeem Olajuwon. Okay, good. I was second. Second. We agree with that. Second, yeah. second is Moses Malone. Oh, Third. wow. Third is Calvin Murphy. All three in the Hall of Fame. Interesting. Fourth. Fourth is some will say uh, James Harden. Uh, I, w- I would I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad who at he that. puts ahead of him. Uh, I mean I don't know if you count no, no, Drexler no, no, at the end. You no, would probably no, no, put no, no, Harden no, ahead no, of him. No, no, you can't put Drexler. Drexler played most of his career in Portland. That's right. He only yeah. played uh, yeah. down. No, I, I would put Harden fourth. Now some would put Harden before Calvin Murphy, but I wouldn't. So you don't even count Barkley for that uh, one no, or two seasons no. he played. It's got to be majority. <laughs> no. 
I got you. How do you count? Okay. Look, no. Rick Barry played for the Rockets. I Gr- wouldn't count Rick greatest Barry. Greatest defender. Greatest defender. Mm-hmm. Rockets. No, greatest defender for the Rockets. Oh, it's Elijah Wan. Elijah Wan is the only center in the top ten in steals yeah. all time. Wow. It, top, D- didn't top, he one time get and, a quadruple-double? And and, yes. And yeah. tops in block yeah. shots. Oh, no. He is Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan has talked about his defense. His defense. Dude, that quadruple double is ridiculous. Dude, no, Olajuwon, <laughs> yeah. in terms of just pure defense? Same. Oh. Uh, do we have a book? The, uh, Roland, if you don't mind sharing with us your book, uh, White, White Fear, Fear. How the Browning of America is making white folks lose their minds. Like this conversation. Losing their minds. Because I cut right to the chase of unpacking all of this stuff that's going on right now and this fear. Oh, my God. You know, again, the the utter nonsense of a critical race theory and this this silly stuff with DeSantis in woke. No, what it is is that folks, I mean, they, they don't want to accept that America is changing and you can't do anything about it. Guess what? 2043 is coming. You stop having kids. It ain't my fault. But the bottom line is we're seeing it play out in policy decisions. And what we've always, it was always, oh, economic anxiety. No, no, you have to call it what it is. And that's not a conservative thing. I didn't say GOP wife here. I said white fear. It's real and it's playing out in our policies. Because remember, January 6th, why was Trump pissed off? He's really, he kept calling out four cities Atlanta, Milwaukee, Philly, Detroit. What those four cities got in common? Black people. Only place in Wisconsin that had a partial recount? Milwaukee. His official in, in Michigan said, let's count all the votes in Michigan except Detroit. Oh, it's real. And when people, folks have been reading, they go, damn, I didn't actually connect those dots. It's happening. We have to have a conversation, again, about understanding power, the power dynamics. Who do you think is going to win in 2000? Who thinks going to be the 24 frontrunner? Who thinks going to win? You have no, you have, you, like, you literally have no idea. Remember, 2016, who did everybody say were going to likely be the, uh, the top two candidates? Minnesota Governor Tim Pawlenty <clears throat> and Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker. Who the first two that dropped out? <laughs> Tim Pawlenty and Scott Walker. Yeah. No, like, like literally, that's the yeah. one thing that, look, 2020, uh, who at the two highest rated town halls of MSNBC and CNN? Kamala Harris. What happens? So, again, when you run, when you run, you, Elizabeth Warren runs in 2020. She should have ran in 2016. I think Elizabeth Warren ran 2016. She beats Hillary Clinton in the primaries. Oh, wow. Flat out. She missed her moment. Ted Kennedy told Obama in 2007, there's no guarantee that you're going to be hot. Later, you run at your hottest. You're right. And that's what he did. Kennedy realized it. He realized what, what, uh, how, how he screwed it. But, but, but that's the whole deal. So you just can't. Fight DeSantis you can't, has to run. Yeah, you DeSantis can't, has to run because he's, he's hot. But here's the deal, though. He runs. You're running against somebody who doesn't care. He has no bottom. People say, we reached the bottom. Trump has no bottom. He is literally, I don't think they're full. They're not, if you thought how he treated Christian and the rest of these cats in 16, mm. no, he has no bottom. He will obliterate the party. And the problem is his core supporters, they'll roll with him. I think he would do a third-party challenge if he doesn't win the nomination. That ego is that unbelievably crazy because for him, I got to destroy you. Of course. He ain't thinking party. You're not so like that they, at all. They got to absolutely, <laughs> they got to, they, 
You got a little bit of Trump they, in you. They, you got it in mind. You got a little bit of Trump <laughs> in you. First of all, is first, he kind of like hero? First, first of all, is if, your first hero? of all, if I had hell no. First of all, when I sat there in the White House, tell it, me you it, don't it, like read harder to deal like five six times a year because he didn't write it. He didn't write it. And we are, and we now we know he damn sure lied about the value of all his damn properties. But but, when, but even in the White House when he met with T Van, because I was sitting there going, this is an idiot sitting with a lot of damn power. And you admire him this much? Are uh, you out of your mind? Look, first, first, okay, this is a true story. He walks in, and you know normally the president walks in, everybody stands up, everybody moves this way. I was like that scene out of The Simpsons. Like I went. <laughs> So I like I I backed up and I was sitting. There. I'm like, well, he got to come this way anyway. I'm like, I'm not walking to him. So he's shaking hands. I'm like, I can't call this son of a bitch, Mr. President. <laughs> then I went, hell, I can't call him Mr. So now I'm standing there like, what the hell am I gonna call this dude? No, he's he was. That's crazy. No, he has the man has the man has no character. That's crazy. No, 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 no. I don't. I told you point blank. When you show who you are, yeah. I don't want evil around me. And when he walked up to me, I went, hi. You think he's evil? Oh, hell yes. Wow. That man is absolutely evil. Interesting. When you, when you will, the people who you work with, yeah. how you will destroy them, how you will treat them, that man is, that man is pure trash. But the people who care about the power, oh, first of all, you look at Christy. I'm like, dude. You kissed his ass so much, and he still talked about your weight, talk, blew you off. Blew, I mean, just just dismissed you, and they kept coming back for more be, more beats. Who do you think? Who do you think? If you had to, if you had to, Roland, right now, pick who would be the number one Democratic person? Because I, I don't know, I don't believe in the Biden. I don't think because they're openly trying to just destroy him right now with all these. Like, who who would, running? Who would you say would be though the number two guy? Then you can't. You here's here's it again. If you had to, if you had to guess, you again. I'm going to say what I've said in the previous elections. The reason you can't even just throw it out there, so many things change. Who is the most, I would say, the most effective communicator is Buttigieg. What's going to happen? You're a small-town mayor, dude. It's going to be held against you. Okay? Like it or not, him being gay, it's going to be held against him by some people. Mm -hmm. It's a fact. Yep. All right. So then you go, well, you got Gretchen Whitmer, who's the governor of Michigan, who Biden was that close to picking as his VP. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, and so you've got other people out there. But the problem is, and this is the thing about when you run, you can look great on paper. You can have all the right. It's like hiring a candidate. Oh, my God. Let's hire this person. And they get in the building and you're like, who the hell is this person? <laughs> like, what happened to the person we interviewed? So Fred Thompson, remember when he ran? Oh my God, it's Reagan again. The voice, these uh, they were. The, he was the worst campaigner <laughs> ever. Dudes in Iowa wanted to watch the Tennessee football game. And he didn't want to go shake hands. Right. It was awful. C campaigns expose everything about you, mm -hmm. and again, you're great on paper. So it, Obama, Obama. Everybody forgets. Everybody forgets. Obama was down twenty points to Hillary. In October of 2007, everybody forgets that he could he was not breaking through until she screwed up the question about the uh, driver's licenses for uh, illegal immigrants at, at the debate uh, in Iowa. That's what cracked the door open. Trump, oh, he's not going to win. Biden, oh no way in hell Joe's going to win. So think about it. Conventional wisdom means nothing because the voters at a certain period of time see things totally different. And conventional wisdom simply cannot 
predict any of that. So who looks great right now gets grinded in that system. And so you, you just got to go through 23. But I think absolutely, barring anything health-wise, Biden's running. He's the president. He controls the apparatus. And if you, and if you try to run against him, you're going to get screwed because bottom line is the apparatus is going to say, what the hell are you doing? You got to raise money. You got to have votes. And that's just not going to happen. I just think, again, bar anything health-wise, he's going to be the nominee. Wow. And all people talk about, oh, Kamala's not going to be the vice Yes, she will. Oh, wow. It's going to be Biden-Harris. Harris. Again, barring anything health. Got you. It's Biden-Harris. Mm -hmm. They got to live with it. Yeah, he's going to be 82, but the bottom line is, hey, that's what happened when you let somebody who's 78. Roland, you didn't <laughs> say anything about Newsom. Huh? Yeah, no, Newsom. Gavin? Gavin? Okay, why didn't I say Gavin Newsom? Gavin Newsom is not going to run. It will be political suicide. Suicide. Why would you say that? I'm Dude, just curious. Because he he can't win. But but assume assume it's a Biden, suicide. Assume Biden does have a health issue, or maybe something. Then it's wide happens. open. Then it's wide open. So then Newsom has a shot. No no no. If Biden has a health issue, right? That's what I'm asking. The race is wide open. Will Vice President Kamala Harris run? Absolutely. This is this is if Biden has a health issue and he announces I'm not seeking reelection. The Democratic race is wide open. There is no. Will Newsom jump in? Yes. Will Buttigieg jump in? Yes. Will Vice President Harris jump in? Yes. Will Whitmer likely jump in? Yes. Potentially Shapiro, the governor of Pennsylvania. Yes. Uh, I think Westmore and Shapiro will probably be in. They'll be too young because they'll, they'll be barely into their uh, governorship. But oh no, folks are going to run. But he clears the deck right now. But health wise, it's wide open. Got you. Great having you on, brother. This was great. Appreciate you. Uh, if you want to get his book, Robert, let's make sure we put it in the chat as well as in our description so people can get it. White Fear, How the Browning of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds. Lose Their Minds. And, that's, and that photo is from January 6th. <laughs> there See, you go. Got cut to the chase. Yes. We'll put the link below. We'll go order it. Roland, once again, thanks for coming. Also on Audible. On, on Audible as well. By the way, put the link to his podcast for those as well for people that can find his podcast too. <laughs> for those who can't read, we have an audio version for you. You're so sweet for doing that. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>